Next. 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 What's next? Three hours. The top ten stories of the week. According to them. El Jefe. And J-Dubs. Next is now. I'm El Jefe, and I think Ted Nugent would make an awful Michigan governor. I'm J-Dubs, and I hope Fred Bear is going to be his lieutenant governor. I think Fred Bear's real. Sure is. He's a teenage thrill seeker. I think he's dead, even if he was. Blasphemy. It's like saying God is dead. Welcome to next. Will one of these headlines be the number one story you of the liberal week? Liberal pussy. Jumbo Tron proposal goes bad. Breaking up, not so hard to do. No. And what going on a piss means. That's actually a news story. The details on these stories, where they're going to rank in this week's top ten, are next. With us, El Jefe and J-Dubs. Of course, this is, what, week three? Yeah, our third time doing XM Satellite Radio here on the Virus 202. Very honored to be here. We hosted the hideout uh, in Orlando on Real Radio 104.1 and 106.7 WJFK in Washington, D.C. You can download every hideout show we've ever done at Mm nextradiofans.com. You can learn more about us at myspace.com slash Next Radio. Uh, subscribe to our Next Casts, which are essentially the shows that we do that aren't on XM Satellite Radio. And we want to uh, have everyone discuss the shows at fullblownaids.com, whackbag.com, and ronfez.net. For those of you maybe just now tuning in saying, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, next is a countdown of the top ten stories of the week according to us, Hefe and Dubs. Now, we had mentioned uh, that we've done this before. Yeah. Last time we were on the virus, 202 J-Dubs, we had discussed something that you were going to do to get a little publicity for the two of us. Yeah, maybe. uh, Yardstickofdeath.com. Well, this is something that I just thought of. Promised. (laughs) I didn't promise anything. Uh, Something I thought of and kind of mulled over while I was very depressed uh, sitting on the couch, and it was... A thing where I stick a gun at the end of a yardstick and a bullet at the other end of the yardstick, and every bad day I have, that bullet moves closer to the gun, an inch closer, and just moves right down the yardstick. If I have a good day, it would move back. Right. Uh, Away from the gun. Yeah, away from the gun. And, uh, you know, if it meets the gun after 36 inches... Or 36 bad days. In a row or over a totality. Yeah. uh, I would shoot myself in the head. And my idea was, hey, let's do this to get a little publicity for the show. I think maybe we create yardstickofdeath.com. You can blog every day. We can have the listeners vote on whether or not your day was a good day or a bad day. I think that was the worst idea of all of it. And then, uh, you know, it will get out there because it takes crazy stunts like this to uh, to get a job. Yeah, anymore in this business, yeah. Not even just this business, but overall. You mm-hmm. see that the judge from the Anna Nicole Smith debacle got his own shot at a at a reality show from CBS. There, we gave numerous examples last time. Isn't so, it odd that she couldn't get one on network TV? She had to go to E! Entertainment. But some guy who just cries during her uh, her uh, whatever. Deciding whether or not she was going to get buried in, you know, down in the <laughs> islands or what. Yeah, he's going to get a chance at CBS. Right. So you're here to announce that you're going to do it. No, I'm not sure yet. You still haven't decided. I am decided. I'm undecided. After I'm one of those people who uh, won't give out their vote uh, before 
uh, November, whatever. What's the biggest reason that's uh, holding you back? I don't want to die. But do you want to continue living the way you are? Because no. is that really living? No. I, I, there's still a little hope left in my in my gut. And once that hope is gone, then I will sign on for yardstickofdeath.com. You'll know when that site pops up that I have no hope left, and I'm just ready to die. All right, so I got this mice. It's like someone's sitting there waiting for a cure for AIDS. You know, they, they think, all right, I, I'm hearing all these news stories out there about how we're close. And then years go by. Yeah, we aren't any closer. I'm thinking I'm just ready to go now. Well, I got a message on MySpace, myspace.com slash nextradio, offering up a little uh, proposal. Mm-hmm. So let's see if this can talk you into it. And if not, we'll go ahead and move on to story number 10. Hefe, if Dubs is scared about shooting himself after the bullet reaches the gun, why not have him play Russian roulette? If he pulls the trigger and nothing happens, the bullet goes back to the starting point and he begins again. Jason. Great idea, Jason. Dubs, are you down? I would be into it. I, th- I just think revolvers are tacky. So, no, I won't be doing it that way. Uh, I'd rather have, you know, a 9mm or something. I'm not going to. You're never going to do this. You're never going to commit to our careers by or doing. Or suicide. By doing yardstickofdeath.com. All right, fine then. Pussy. Next. Next. Story number 10. I'll tell you someone who would do it because he loves guns. Ted Nugent. And apparently, Deadly Tedly? he's going to run Uncle for, Ted? He's going to run for governor of Michigan. The Great White Hunter? For all of his wild man antics, the politically conservative Nugent is talking about following in the footsteps of celebrities like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura, who won gubernatorial races. Oh, he's going to do uh, steroids. Uh, <laughs> no, actually. Although you're right, that very easily could have been the path. That would be beautiful, Nugent said. When asked if he would run for governor of Michigan in 2010, I threatened to do so, and I was sincere. Some of Nugent's antics obviously make uh, Schwarzenegger's past outspokenness appear to be measured by comparison. Quote, Michigan was once a great state. Michigan was a state that rewarded the entrepreneur and the most productive, worth ethic families in the state. Now, pimps and whores and the welfare brats are basically the state's babies. I think he's getting a little racist there. I think he's saying there's too many blacks right now in Michigan, and we need to whiten it up. I think that's what the Great White Hunter is inferring. The uh, Nuge also, they say uh, in this article, uh, refuses to mince word and often uses a racial epithet to describe blacks that normally would mean political suicide. He says... His embrace of the word reflects his respect for the black contribution to rock and roll and has another expletive for anyone who disagrees with him. He's not racist. He has D12 as security. He's just getting all the Detroit music together and having them help him out. Uh, I just hope he can get out of the primary, uh, out of that battle with Kid Rock, who is also probably at some point going to look to run for uh, governor of Michigan. Wouldn't it be beautiful after it's all done? And everybody has a dance. The Wango Tango uh, will be the new Michigan waltz, as it is. And uh, then, uh, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll change the whole landscape of what Michigan is. Dubs, you are from the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. You grew up in Fowlerville, Michigan. And are you embarrassed by your state? I'm not embarrassed by it any more than any other state out there. California is ridiculous with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Your state of Texas... 
Um, yeah, I'd like to give started you, the hell that we're in right now with uh, George W. Bush. I'd like to give you shit, but we elected Bush governor, and that of course got us to where we are now. But overall, do you have some state pride? Not anymore. I you know I used to think you know Michigan it's great, it's a good place to live, it's a good place to live and grow. Uh, after I left there, I found out no, it isn't, and uh, I never want to return. Every time I go back. After three days there, I just want to leave. I don't want to be there anymore. See, I have Texas pride still. Why? I love. Maybe it's because we're indoctrinated growing up as Texans. Yeah, you guys about have, how great Texas is. You guys have Texas class in high school. Yes, seventh grade history class. The whole year is on Texas history. The entire thing. How many times you guys lost? How you guys have been traded back and forth between Mexico and the United States. Yeah, it's wonderful. Just how the Alamo and the whole thing and even the Battle of San Jacinto. So, yeah, I mean, I do, though, still have Texas pride, and I love to go back to the state. And I kind of get pissed off when people say, all right, Texas is nothing but a bunch of shit kickers. Because we have some it's really dusty, cool... dusty, it's nasty, it's... We yeah, have some really cool progressive towns, though, so I wouldn't consider that at all. Like what? Austin, Texas is absolutely a beacon of being progressive. Every, Dallas is a great town. Every shit pile has an oasis. You know, Where every, is it every in Michigan? Ah, uh, Jackson. <laughs> Jackson's a See? wonderful place. How about Flint? That's the thing. That's where all the Flintstones come from, all the great athletic talent that goes to Michigan and Michigan State. Yeah, and then they'll be in bombs in the uh, later on. Whatever they finally made Whatever. It to the pros. What's the worst state you've ever? I'll say that first of all, what's the worst state you've ever driven through? You got a lot of truckers right through. now. Wow, uh, I would have to say the worst state to drive through, personally, Georgia. Um, the only little beacon there is Atlanta. The right. rest of it blows. And it's so fucking long. Like, whenever I have to drive through, I have to drive kind of diagonal uh, up through to Michigan. And the only place there is Atlanta. The rest of it can go to hell. I have no use for anywhere in the Midwest or in the South yeah. or in the Northeast. I, I had this. <laughs> I had the. When I drove, last drove through a long trip up up to uh, Michigan alone. I was driving through and I'm thinking, why do we love America? I'm I can't get it. You know, I, I drive through. The only places that excite me on a long drive are rest stops. You know, that's the only thing that looks like they're all appealing. malls now. Yeah, it, it, everywhere you go is the same. There's a McDonald's at every exit. There's, you know, you might have some southern chains and then some northern chains, but they're all interchangeable. Yeah, up north we can go have White Castle. Down here we can have Crystals. It is uh, maybe a different name, but the same bullshit everywhere you go. And uh, Ohio may be the worst state now to think about it, because and this is something I called and told you. When I was driving through Ohio, there's all these little cities. There's Cincinnati, there's Cleveland, Columbus, Columbus, and if you group them all together, you got Baltimore. That's <laughs> all you got when you put those like five shit cities in Ohio together. You got Baltimore, and Baltimore is nothing that Maryland's even proud of. Uh, yeah, I always thought Oklahoma was the worst until I went through Ohio. Ohio is terrible. And Indiana's I, pretty bad too. But I mean, but you're right though. You're right about the totality of like the United States architecture. 
There is none. Well, it's it, just we, like with weeds. It's little boxes on the hillside, and it's strip malls, and it's the exact same shit everywhere you go. Like, I've noticed this. Where we live in Tampa essentially is the same street that we lived in in Orlando, which is the same street that you may have lived in when we were in Michigan, and then possibly in Lubbock, Texas. Everything is the exact fucking same. The only different place was Washington, D.C. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. We don't have a history of art, you know? Uh, a lot of... and. A lot of that is because we haven't had a dictator. Dictators tend to uh, build art wherever they are so they can be remembered. And I'm not saying we should have a dictator or anything. I am. I'd like a little but, nice place to go look and visit. But these two-term presidents, they don't have time to try to build up that empire and you know show their balls. You know, uh, And that's where a lot of the great art and great uh, big buildings and different monuments come from are people just trying to show how big their balls are. And uh, we haven't had that. So we tend to be kind of a milquetoast, uh, bland. It, everything's interchangeable. Yeah. Because one place that used to be, you know, a gym could easily next turn into a fucking radio station complex. That's mm -hmm. the way it is here in Tampa for Clear Channel. Apparently that place used to be a Bally's. And it's like, how about having a little bit of uh, Pride? ingenuity, just something that's different? Like, you know, hundreds of years from now when America's gone and wiped off the face of the earth, which quite possibly could be because it happens to every empire, what are we going to leave behind? A fucking thousand Taco Bells? What is that going to end now up? I'm starving. What is that going to end up meaning? Why is it that we always gravitate toward having celebrities save us when it comes to fucking being in the political world? What is it? I don't know. I, I, you're right. Everybody's bland, and you know what? Maybe Ted Nugent going for governor would be good. I think maybe having something different out there instead of the same the same governor in every state because they're interchangeable too basically except for these odd celebrity governors those are the only ones that make it different you're right rick perry in texas compared to charlie christ in florida what's the difference yeah they're interchangeable they'll do the same things ted nugent might do something crazy it might be something you hate but it's at least something different than what uh, Granholm or whoever uh, else has been in office over there. Do you think it's an extension of high school where it's, okay, I want the popular guy to kind of come save us? You know, someone who already has that notoriety. Because I never really think that we fully leave that high school mentality. Because high school really ends up being a, a microcosm for life. Where you have the athletes end up going on in life. And they get essentially treated the way they did in high school. Where they didn't have to go to class and they got away with murder. You know what I mean? Where that kind of just continues on uh, in everyday life. I don't know. Have you gone back to your hometown where the athletes still live there? It's I mean, I'm, sad. I'm just talking about the idea of the athlete. Okay, you, yeah. As far as being celebrated. Because a lot of times, whoever ends up being school class president, it's just the most popular motherfucker anyway. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's not the person who's going to end up doing the best for the quote-unquote class. Oh, yeah. It's always a popularity contest. Whatever you do in life ends up being a popularity contest and less about what you can do. is how much people like you. I hate Ted Nugent. But I hate Michigan more, <laughs> so you motherfuckers deserve each other. I'll tell you that. Next, 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 next story number nine. Parents pick baby names with available URLs. A small but growing number of parents are getting domain names for their young kids, uh, kids, long before 
they can do more than peck aimlessly at the keyboard. It's not exactly how many, but the practice is no longer limited to parents in web design or information technology. Um, do you want your URL uh, for your name? Do you want to purchase that? Do you have any use for it? You know, not for my quote-unquote uh, typical URL, but I want my MySpace URL. If that makes any sense. So you want it slash El Jefe, not El Jefe, and then uh, seven. You yeah. Don't, you, you don't want a number after that. It, it pisses me off that I can't have my MySpace URL, and there were six other motherfuckers that had El Jefe before I decided to register. I have to be JDubs517, so I've got a million motherfuckers in front of me. So That does piss me off more than not being able to have you know my quote-unquote normal uh, URL. Um... I guess it's become a pretty big deal. They worry that the name choice might not be available by the time their babies become teens or adults, just as someone claimed the dot-com for Britney Spears' 11-month-old son before she could. Oh, I hope gay porn's on there right now. I'd love it if there was just, you know, two people cornholing uh, if you typed in whatever Spears. Uh, the trend hints at the potential importance of domain names in establishing uh, one's future digital identity. I hope it's all pro prostate, uh, prostate milking. You know, where <laughs> is people coming from getting their asses fingered? It's nothing, it's nothing normal on there. I want something odd. I'd love it to be like documenting the just like the parents' lives, you know, like everything K Fed, everything Brittany. <laughs> so, so that this, kid, whenever this... he does type in his URL, he just sees sees every fuck up his parents have ever had. Here's the history of his parents. Which now, if you think about it, okay, you got K Fed and Brittany as parents, but think about your parents. You know, like oh. I can think of mine specifically who got knocked up and didn't mean to while at Texas Tech University. Son of a janitor uh, would be on mine, just be you know, and then it would run down every bad uh, father arrested for drug trafficking and just odd things. Thanks. Yeah, I like to look back at that. You know, so but that would be something awful, kind of, if you thought about it. This, to me, seems like a white thing, though. This, to me, seems like a problem that only white folks would have. You know, black folks, Latino yeah. folks, we're looking to maybe get computers well, one day. Well, you, you guys, guys are worried about who the father is, and we're worried about, you know, what URL they'll have. You guys are already buying... You guys are worried about who's going to book you on Maury. <laughs> you guys are already buying <laughs> online real estate and flipping it. You know what I mean? And we fucking just want a computer and computer access. Have you, though, actually kind of found it interesting that, and I'm pissed off at myself, that I had never thought about flipping these domain names? Because there could be very big money in it, mm -hmm. uh, especially early on. Like, whoever the first motherfucker that thought, okay, I'm going to go buy... Pepsi and all these different things. Right, or... They made a, a boatload of money. Because you got to think... That you know you're gonna get a decent amount of change out of that. Now it was my understanding when this all kind of first came about, you could sue. Like if your name was also trademarked by you, they had to give you that name, or you you had the right to buy it. You know what I mean? So for example, if you know Dro Hinojosa, if I you know was a big star, 
I was entitled to that. I re- I think I could be wrong on. I that. don't. I think it was trademark uh, names, but if you didn't trademark Drohan, I hope so. Your which your I'm name, not. You can take it. Yeah. If if you didn't trademark your actual name, then yeah, you would have no uh, leg to stand on. But probably Pepsi and all these different kind of things. It was the people who had the foresight for like uh, you know. Sex.com and just like these general words. Oh, and you can't find shit anymore. Remember, we were thinking about creating a website. Oh, and, it's so difficult. And you just start typing in all these different things just to see your- if they're available. And uh, then they aren't available. But when you go to that site, there's nothing on it. Nope. Pe- they're just owned. And that's what I'm talking about about just flipping this online real estate of a, don- a domain name and how it could end up being very profitable for you. But you can't get shit anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so uh, that is part of the thing that's going on. Do you think your parents would have ever done anything like this? I mean, obviously the internet wasn't around, but do you think your parents would have ever done anything like this for you, thinking, I no. got to go get my uh, kid's domain name? No, they didn't even worry about clothes of fit. They they just there was no you know uh, preparation or thinking about what would be best for me as a kid. How about you? I doubt it. I don't think my parents would have done anything like this for me. They wouldn't have done anything cool for me. Are you worried about maybe your kid not being like you know like you want to do this for your kid? You want to buy your kid's domain? Are you worried that uh, it wouldn't be available, or is that something that doesn't come? Uh... Honestly, I'm a little worried about it now. At really? the very least, I want them to be able to have their MySpace domain name. Well, I I have a list of stuff that is off the table for you already. Okay. Tub Girl. You'll never be able to name your uh, your girl Tub Girl. <laughs> yeah, you're All right, so I'm not going to be able to name my kid after this because the URL's taken, so I can't introduce you to my son, Lemon Party. <laughs> yeah, Lemon Party would not be able to... LemonParty.org would, not be, uh, would already be taken. Uh, meat Spin? <laughs> your son, Meat Spin, will not be able to... Oh! And the willpower won't be able to what the willpower dot org. What's the willpower? You never been to the willpower dot org? No. It's a guy uh, sucking his own dick. What? <laughs> Just over and over looped again. Uh, That's what all these are essentially. Your mom dot org won't be able to. What's that one? That one is uh, an old lady blowing. <laughs> what? That one you can't get anymore. Macori, M A C O R Y dot com. You won't be able to name your kid that now. Oh, I got to know what that is. Uh, <laughs> have you ever, uh, you know, caulked something and you run your finger down the edge to get the extra caulk away? Right. Uh, well, imagine a butt crack full of poop and someone doing that with their <laughs> penis. What? <laughs> yeah, so you How do you know these? Uh, EatingCream.com? No, you want to be able to do that? I, don't you, you did not answer me. How do you know these? <laughs> Don't worry about that. I frequent uh, eatingcream.com. I'm going to assume that one is just some chick eating cum. No, it's got uh, people getting puked on in the face. Uh, <laughs> you won't be able to. Swollentip.com. Uh, your, your son's swollen tip won't be able to. <laughs> All right, now I got to know. What's that one? Uh, cock fingering. Stop! <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> same with finger slam. Your son finger slam won't be able to. <laughs> Uh, I actually got a little sick. I, that hurt a little bit in the belly. How about uh, the pounder? You're your son, the pounder. Someone pounding his dick with a hammer. And these the pounder. are pounder.com. All right, so this is why you're worried because you can't. Yeah, I won't your, be able to name my kid the pounder. 
how the fuck do you know all this shit? That's craziness, dude. That's absurdity. Check them out. I'll, uh, I'll no. give you my list, and uh, then you can uh, you'll probably get through four of them, and then have to you know take a break and run your next batch in about twenty minutes. Next. Next story number eight. Number eight. Breaking up. It's not that hard to do. A study done by Northwestern University studied young lovers, especially those who profess extreme affection to see if their predictions of devastation match their actual angst when love was lost. On average, people overestimate how distressed they'll be following a breakup. The nine-month study involved college students who had been dating at least two months who filled out questionnaires every two weeks. The participants' forecast. The distress two weeks before the breakup were compared with their actual experiences recorded over four different periods of time. People who are more in love really are a little bit more upset after the breakup, but their perceptions about how distraught they're going to be are dramatically overstated when compared to reality. I ran the opposite. I thought, you know, no big deal. Yeah, I, how long was I talking about, you know, I need to get out of this relationship? Uh, with uh, your chick, with my ex chick, we were together for about five years. Oh, man. How long was I talking about? Wow, I just need to get out of this. I think pretty much when we got to Orlando. Yeah, about two years. Right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it wasn't that terrible, but it was something I'm like, you know what? I'm just not into it anymore. I need to end it. But when it got ended, not on my terms, that's when it really just kind of fucked. It fucked with me a little bit. I uh, I've never been broken up with. It's, uh, it, it sucks just because you're like, you know, it, it, imagine getting uh, denied for a job, you know, but like uh, it was a job you really wanted and you thought you had and you thought, you know, oh, I've been there. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it messes with you. See, I never have been broken up with because I always take the preemptive strike <laughs> and I'm not I'm too much of a pussy. I'm not bullshitting you. I will always a find something else better, have that waiting in the wings, and then go and break it off. Oh, I had stuff waiting in the wings. It's still, you know, it was just shitty that, uh, you know, it wasn't on my terms. And it would have never been on my terms. And this is something I told you when you and your wife got divorced. Uh, I admired you because I could never do it. Right. I am too nice of a guy. I will put my own happiness on hold. For someone else because I'm too much of a pussy to hurt someone. You know, I will say this. When I broke it off with my wife, I was shocked by the devastation on her end. See, and that's something probably that uh, my ex was shocked about is how devastated I was, even though I wanted out of it. When it's not on your terms, yeah. it really just kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's nothing like the crying that you can hear on the other side of a door for days on end that really fucking I, grounds you as a human being. I never did that. I always, you know, kept it away from the other person. Again, because I'm too nice of a guy. Right. I don't want to make them feel any worse, you know? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I just, I'll, you know, talk to my buddies. I'll talk to people like that, but I kind of keep all my emotional stuff away from the person who just broke up with me. I try to do everything, in fact, to minimize heartbreak. Like, you know, so I'll be the preemptive one to break up. So you, and- you'd rather be the asshole than the victim. Oh fuck yeah! Why be, why go through life trying to be a victim? I'd rather, of course. Victims get all everything. You see these uh, people who are touched by priests; they're becoming rich. 
I want to be a victim. I want to be rich. Yeah, but like I'll even assholes end up in jail. I specifically because I hate rejection so much, and that breaking up seems like the ultimate rejection. I won't go after a chick that I think will reject me. Like I'll only get with them a, if they I know they like me, and b I know they really really like me. See, I've never been a person who doesn't like rejection. Uh, like immediately because those people don't give a fuck yeah i don't give a fuck about them they don't give a fuck about me whatever you know but rejection from someone that you've been with for like five to ten years that is something that fucked with me more than i thought it would all right so what happened then what were some of the fucking emo stories after oh, you broke, i was such a faggot after <laughs> after you broke up with this chick that you'd wanted to break up with for two years but she break she leaves you for another dude yeah uh by the way just real fast does that hurt you as a man when you're left for another guy? That That's probably what hurt the most out of all of it. Because your cock wasn't good, good enough? My cock was perfectly fine. It was my, uh, probably my disconnected emotional settings that really you were such you were so disconnected from that chick you so didn't like you weren't even there it almost seems like you were a fucking sack of potatoes in that house whenever i'd go over oh yeah i just sit there and play video games or watch tv i would never and, listen like like uh, and she's i was just I was drinking wa- constantly you guys were awful for <laughs> oh, each other oh she still does right uh, that had nothing to do with me and you still just lay around motherfucker i'm your roommate now what? i know go ahead uh it, well, you want to know what? I don't know. Just some of the gay <laughs> shit you went through after you broke up. Well, uh, I decided to go to a strip club oh, soon after. dude. Yeah, and uh, I shed a few tears at a strip club. <laughs> I'll say that. Oh, you're <laughs> Sissy. Um, yeah, right, hold on a second. Tell me. Set this scene up for me. Well, I was sitting there for a while. I don't I think I knew for, about this. Probably not. I was sitting there for a few hours drinking. And, you know, I don't drink that often. Because mm-hmm, you're busy getting high. Well, no. Take note of that, Wiki. No, I don't get high. You can take. You can give me a drug test tomorrow. I'll be fine. Because I have maskers. Uh, uh, well, I was sitting there for about three hours drinking. And, I don't know, it just happened. You know, I, I was looking what, over... What I, was it? Because you sat there and you realized this is your life. We're out of work, DJs. I'm sitting alone at a strip club. Yeah, it was a little sad because I was... Because it all happened in the span of about six weeks. We got let go from real radio, and then your chick leaves you. Which, by the way, I, I think they were, <laughs> I think they were totally connected. Just to give you an example into Dubs's life, the day that we get let go, uh, Dubs and I go. You know, we, we're back at your place, just kind of mm-hmm. hanging out, and uh, we're excited. <laughs> we're not gonna lie to you. We were excited, and your girlfriend was so pissed yeah, well, that you and I were elated. Well. Yeah, that's one thing. And uh, also, she told me uh, she picked this timing because I couldn't go on the air and talk about it. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, that was part of the reason why she picked timing like that. Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah, she uh, didn't want to be embarrassed like that. Fuck that, man. (laughs) Now now you're on XM. Just uh, Nationwide. How fucking dare you rob me of that? What? Me telling you that? Me fucking ripping into her because I hated her. That's fucking (laughs) bullshit, man. All right, let's go back to the strip club for a second. Okay. So you're there. We're freshly let go. Uh, It was uh, a day after everything happened. I couldn't find anybody who would answer their phone and come hang out with me. No one knew about what happened yet. Yeah. Not even me? 
You knew. Right. You were the only one that knew. But, but, but you were in Tampa. Yeah. I was in Orlando, so I, I had no one to scene. hang out with. Right. Uh, our crew is already leaving us. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, so they uh, they wouldn't answer their phone and come hang out with a brother. Um, so you're all alone. I'm all alone at a strip club. Was there a song in particular? No, that... it wasn't a song. It wasn't anything. It was just the situation. It was just the situation. I, I I didn't start bawling or anything like that. Just a few tears. What the fucking strip like, club? I was like I was like the Indian on the side of the road that saw trash fall at his feet. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone around you like take notice or anything? No, no. I uh, I covered it and I went outside and smoked. That sounded to me like maybe that was the lowest time in a person's life. That was pretty low. Is there more? Uh, yeah, driving. I, the last time I drove home, uh, I was talking about how every city in uh, in Ohio put it together. It's Baltimore. Um, that was the trip I was driving home after breaking up. This is like a week after, if that. It might have been five days. And loneliness on the road, driving home on New Year's Eve... I'm on the road, all right? Uh, so at midnight on New Year's Eve, I think I'm driving through Atlanta. Yeah, and then I uh, I was probably on the road for 8 to 10 hours, really tired, and I start listening to XM Satellite Radio, 20 on 20, and I start thinking, or it might have been Hitless or something like that, you know what, Nick Lachey, he's quite a lyricist. He's got me pegged right now. Oh, you're a femme, dude. <laughs> yeah, I start, you know, listening to the the faggy pop uh, breakup songs. I'm like, you know what? This is pretty true to life right here. I didn't cry on the ride home. You just called me every five minutes. I was lonely. I was driving. I remember the fucking most embarrassing. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, Orlando to Michigan with a three-hour nap. Made it there in 15 hours. Great. I'm fucking proud of you. Uh, I'll tell you the saddest thing for me is you you got involved with someone afterwards mm-hmm. pretty cr- pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was a cool chick. Yeah. But you were talking about well, I was, she might be the one, and I, I, I was, think I'm really I in was, love with her. <laughs> I was vulnerable. All right. And I knew this chick, and I'm just like, yeah, bro, whatever you think, man. You know, you got to do vulnerable. what you got to do. I'm not going to apologize. Do you uh do you wish that you could do it all over again? Do you feel bad? Do you do you agree that this fucking breaking up it's not that hard to do? Um breaking up personally, like I know that she didn't have that hard time with it, so her, you know, if you're the breaker, yeah, it's not as difficult. I see that's not true for me because when I finally ended up leaving my wife, dude, it took me months. Like I had decided, all right, I'm out, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna tell her today, not gonna do it today. I didn't think you would ever do it. I'm gonna do it today. No, okay, I'm gonna do it next week. Next week seems like the more appropriate time. I couldn't have picked a worse time. It was like a Sunday night, and she got to work the next day, and so she calls into work the next day and. Fuck, man. That I mean, it weighed on me for like you know a day or two, and then I was able to move on. <laughs> no, it actually it still weighs on me. But I don't know what these why pussy. I don't know why it's right <laughs> here. These motherfuckers say break it up. It's not hard to do. Do you keep in contact with your exes? Um, loosely. Uh, it's more of a financial thing. You know, if like they're still you know uh, uh, bills or something that's in both people's names. But other than that, I don't. Uh, my ex will still get a hold of me every once in a while through an email or something like that, but for the most part, no. 
Yeah, for me, I always thought, you know, we'd keep in some sort of contact. No, I don't want to. There's been nothing. Why would you want to? I'm just because I figured we would. I mean, there was a 10-year history there. You would think there would be the it occasional. Yeah, there would be the occasional email or something, but I guess that's the way it goes. I'm also kind of shocked really quickly uh, that our ex-crew hasn't really kept up with us. <laughs> For those of you that listen to our show, uh, The Hideout, or you can still go download it on nextradiofans.com, you'd be kind of shocked that I personally have not heard from Tommy... Bateman, our former executive producer, Chunks Corolla, our former executive producer, or Matt Albert, uh, a third Mike and writer. I haven't heard from those motherfuckers this calendar year. Um, and I I'll, don't know that I ever will. I talk to Tommy every once in a while, uh, but Chunks, nothing. Uh, I've tried to get a hold of him a couple times. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, Matt Albert. It's not like I not haven't. In months. It's not like I haven't extended fucking you know some sort of an olive branch or just something i've just heard nothing and so i'm thinking were we that awful yeah, to work for probably i would imagine so i mean with chunks yes we made that motherfucker do some really really awful shit if you go back in our history though and look at everyone connected with the show how many of them still talk to us <laughs> there has to be you know the only constant in all that is us you're right. Fuck, man. There's the Spoons out there. There's the Diegos. There's There's the... just a lot of motherfuckers that... Huh? We're assholes. I think We it's tend you. to be assholes. Why? No, no. I'm cool, Dad. I've always been cool, Dad. People love me. You're, uh, you're uh, a chubby mom. Chubby, angry mom? Mm -hmm. I guess you're right. Well, fuck them. Next. 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 What's next? <laughs> Nah, I'm all good. Fuck, whatever. I like to keep friends, but if they don't want to be kept, I'm not going to be the one who keeps them. I'm not going to cry over it like you at a fucking drive to oh. Michigan. All right. I have no comeback for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a wet-faced pussy. Uh, next on XM202, I'm Hefe, that's Dubs. Coming up, Dubs, you are caught in a dilemma. We'll continue the uh, countdown as we're only up through story number eight. Also, we got the next hack list, the top five female sex secrets. MySpace.com slash NextRadio is where you can learn more and also download previous shows and or next casts, all that kind of fun stuff. More is next on XM202. Next. If you missed it, here's what was next. Welcome back to Next with Hef and Dubs on XM202, the virus, myspace.com slash nextradio. Add us as a friend. Tell a friend. Download previous shows. All that kind of fun stuff. Up to number seven, J-Dubs, mm -hmm. in the countdown of the top ten stories of the week. Number eight was breaking up. It's not so hard to do. Number nine was uh, parents getting URL names. Uh, for their babies and or specifically maybe even naming their kids with the open URL yeah, yeah. and then uh, started off the show with number 10 deadly Tedly for Michigan governor yeah uh, possibly Ted Nugent running for governor of Michigan Michigan's a hole right now the only good thing Detroit football 2-0 preseason <laughs> yeah for those of you that maybe don't know um, no, well, and we uh, will find out 
Saturday before this next cast. Right. If we're three and zero. Yeah, Dubs, an avid fan of uh, the NFL and the Detroit Lions. Uh, you have a whole bunch of tattoos related to the Detroit Lions. Well, and uh, those aren't pleasant memories. They are memories of losses. There's the one on your ass specifically with our buddy Fez Watley that mm-hmm. you got. Up. We had an ass-to-ass bet. He uh, put up his ass for a Lions tattoo, and I put my ass up for a Buccaneers tattoo, and it ended uh, with a last-second field goal, and I have to get a tattoo on my ass. Yeah, and you got uh, Bucko Bruce. Yeah, the old-school Bucko Bruce butt pirate. You you excited about uh, the Lions this year? Yeah, it, it looks good. You know, it always does, though. It's preseason, though. Um, we usually don't do well in preseason, so that's a good thing for us. That you motherfuckers uh, will hold on to <laughs> anything. I have to, you know, kind of look at the bright side of things, and we aren't looking bad. I'm content with Kitna right now. He's yeah, because I think you want to be with your starting quarterbacks content. It's better than anything we've ever had. Right. You know, a contentness with a quarterback is way better than uh, the Scott Mitchells and the Joey Harringtons and the uh, who else? Charlie Batches of uh, of yesteryear. I'm just excited to be out of what are called the dog days of summer. Where there's no NBA, there's no NFL, really. It's just baseball and fucking sports center has to do the who's now time filler bullshit. Yeah, you know what the I mean? hot seat and all this stupid bullshit, and they do it five or six times a show just because it's either this or talk about soccer. We'll do this. <laughs> and the other kind of cool thing, too, is that TV shows are making a comeback. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we get all the uh, fall lineups back up and running. It's going to be good. I got to say, the pleasant surprise for me of the summer is what's easily right now my favorite show, Flight of the Concords on HBO. Mm-hmm. Flight of the Concords to me is the funniest show in a long ass time. It's fucking brilliant. It's good, and so I'm down with that. Entourage. By the way, Flight of the Concords gets picked up by HBO. I guess as does Entourage for a fifth of season. Uh, Entourage. I'm kind of with everyone it's else. Terrific. Uh, no, I'm whatever. I have. No I love it. I, I still love it. I think it's a it's a great show, and I think people are looking for too much. Out of it. People are looking for a 24 type thing where, you know, all these big, amazing things are happening. It's a show of leisure. That is what it is. That's what made it great. It's never been a show of important things happening. It's been a uh, show of people getting high and not worrying about shit. And that's what it's always been. I just think it's stupid. That motherfucker gets laid by everybody. I hate E. I just want them to focus on the director and Johnny Drama, and that's it. That's <laughs> the all- director is great. I love Johnny Drama. I think they went a little drama heavy for a little bit, and they pulled back, which is good because drama. I love Ari and his fucking family. I love Ari too. I'm just not interested in that bullshit, but I'm excited because Weeds is back. Dexter's about to come back here in a couple of weeks. Uh, Heroes is going to be coming up soon. Lost the- isn't going to be coming back till winter, which kind of bums me out. February. But, yeah. So that's the only one thing. But at least it's like we're we're through the, the fucking bullshit of summer. Mm-hmm. And summer 
and bullshit in Florida go hand in hand. I mean, it's fucking Oh, it's mis- miserable. I mean, because pretty much every day is summer down here, and then you got to add in the but fact Then you get hell. It's summer all year round, and then hell for uh, what you guys consider summer. Because you don't have those fucking television shows and stuff. So I'm just fucking elated. So even if I have to deal with the Detroit Lions fucking playing on Sunday afternoons... You, oh, you're, we're going to love it. We're going to go maybe to Hooters or Wing House on Sunday because I can't have the NFL ticket because I don't have uh, direct TV right now, but I don't care because uh, I'll watch it on that little TV that they give Detroit sports over at Sports Bars. You never get the big screen with Detroit. You know, if you're a Colts fan or something, they'll put it on the big screen. But if you're a Detroit fan, you get that corner little shit TV at the end of the bar, and I'm happy with it. Here's real, something real funny just on our luck. Okay, it's Fan Dubs. We'll get into story number seven you know, here in a go- second. It's going to be a, uh, a, a chore to get that Detroit game on for the first week because it's Detroit versus Oakland. <laughs> and no one is going to want that in their bar. It's like someone taking a shit in the middle of the bar and saying, hey, don't mind this. You know, just eat your food and enjoy yourself. Basically, it's an extra preseason game. Um, but even talking about the luck that you and I have, so you're at fucking, you're waiting for Madden to get released, mm-hmm. and you win tickets. Yeah. Uh, what did you win t- tickets to? I w- And this is why I said I'm waiting in line for Madden, and they announced they have Buccaneers preseason tickets versus the Houston Texans. <laughs> And they're going to have a drawing for all Which these I different think, things. Which I by the way, is the only lineup that possibly is worse than the Lions and fucking Raiders. Maybe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, they announced how they have all these different prizes. They're ready to give away. Main big prize, preseason tickets, Buccaneers versus Houston Texans. I look at the guy next to me, I'm like, that's a fucking shit game that I would never go to, and I'm going to win those tickets. I know I am. And uh, they go through all the different prizes, and... They get to their main prize, the preseason ticket. That's the fucking everybody, main prize. Yeah, everybody is really excited. I'm, I'm serious, because the people love their Buccaneers out here, even though they have Jeff Garcia. They read off my number. I raise my hand, I scowl, and I walk up and grab the tickets. <laughs> so even if I we sold have, them, though. Even if we have to deal with Bucks and fucking uh, Lions, thank God that that part of the year is here for us. Next story, number seven. Kind of keeping it in the uh, theme. Is Michael Vick's career over? Yes. Many people in the NFL and around the league are wondering if Atlanta Falcons quarterback Michael Vick will ever play in the league again. And former Green Bay general manager Ron Wolf is wondering why not. If he pays his debt to the society, why shouldn't he get a second chance? Wolf was the engineer of Green Bay Super Bowl championship team in 96. Maybe I don't understand something in all of this, but you're supposed to get a second chance in this country. However, according to interviews with uh, several NFL executives, Wolf is in the minority. Four other general managers and or other personnel executives said they thought a return by Vic would be problematic. Would you be pissed if your shitty Lions passed on Michael Vick in two or three years? Without a doubt, I would. But I, and I think he will end up back in the NFL. I don't think he'll ever be productive again. I don't think he'll be a productive starter ever again. I don't know. I kind of almost look at him as um, being like us. Maybe time away from the game will kind of have give him a little bit different of a perspective, and he becomes 
a better quarterback. Maybe he loses some of his mobility, and so he's able to focus on throwing the ball, and he becomes a better quarterback and leader. If you look at any of the uh, of the uh, not quarterbacks, but any of the athletes who've gone to prison, prison does something to an athlete when they come out. Well, some to an average human being, but when they come out, they can't play sports anymore. All right, give they me some examples. Flop. Uh, Jamal Lewis. He the the jury's still out on that one, but he he had a terrible season when he came back from prison with the uh, Baltimore Ravens, got released by them, and now is playing for the Cleveland Browns, which is just like not playing in the league. Uh, I um I gotta wonder if once you go to prison, you kind of realize how fucking silly football is. And so maybe you don't really, it's not nearly as important what, to you as it maybe once was. What's silly about football? What's silly about someone handing you a check for playing a game? That's not silly. That's a smart move. But, if someone said, hey, uh, I'll give you $30,000 to play paper, rock, scissor with me, I'm going to do it. It's not a silly thing. It's a very smart thing to do. Well, first of all, you can't, I mean, I know you're trying to make a little point there, but it's not even close as far as the, you know, the damage okay. taken on your bar. Maybe every, you get carpal every, tunnel uh, syndrome uh, playing uh, paper, rock, right. scissors. Every time you lose, though, you're getting kicked in the shin. Still, I'm going to do it for $30,000. I, uh, I, but as far as like the game goes, it almost, when you're, when you're in an environment as serious as prison, I don't know, maybe it's kind of tough coming back to the limelight. You look at it all like, man, this is fucking stupid. Well, it's going to be tough for him because I guarantee the dog masks will be flying off the shelf at his first game back. People are going to be taunting that son of a bitch. I feel bad because it, you shouldn't lose your livelihood completely after, you know, you go to prison. That's how you, Payback what for what you did, but you know you sh- after you get out you should be able to you know if you are still able to play the game you should still be able to do it and no one should be able to stop you. Yeah, I think it's fucking ludicrous that the NFL is considering uh, a ban a ban uh, and or a t- additional suspension above and beyond with I, the I, prison time. I think the suspension should cover through the prison time. I think, you know, he yeah, can't play for the NFL while he's in prison, I think and that's should, about it. It should serve concurrently, yeah. and then you move on from there. Or who are some other people that got in trouble and then uh, trying to come back? Daryl Strawberry. Right. He wasn't able to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Ray Carruth, of course. He's still, he's still waiting for that big comeback, but I guarantee after the 19 years he's serving, he's not going to be able to be a productive back. Uh, you know, someone who didn't go to prison but got in trouble... And still couldn't make it back after that, and was a pro bowler. Uh, Mark Shimura. do you remember that? He didn't get convicted, but he went through the court system of uh, sexually assaulting his babysitter, seventeen years old. Right. Uh, and now he's doing uh, uh, a uh, talk show in Milwaukee, and that's all he's doing. He's not. He's not in the league anymore. And he was a pro bowl tight end. Yeah, you gotta figure. I think it's tough just dealing with the fucking scrutiny. Like you gotta think about. For one moment, the greatness of Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker went through that whole rape case during the season, continued to play through all the fucking taunts, and is still maybe the best player in the fucking NBA. Here's what pisses me off about him, though. And that's the thing in the NBA where people are right there. I mean, you at least in the NFL, there's a little bit of buffer. You know, there are a few yards between you and the fans and people talking shit. In the NBA, they're right there fucking talking shit to you. Yeah, and uh, the, the one thing that pissed me off about Kobe Bryant, a team standing by you like that, like the Lakers did. I mean, that's amazing. You're going through a rape case where everybody's essentially calling you guilty the whole way through. 
and then this off season he doesn't he doesn't want to play for them anymore. He doesn't think that they're good for him anymore. They they stood by you through a rape case, you know. Fuck that, I'm Kobe Bryant, whatever. You take the good with the bad. You're not fucking performing anymore. It's just like my wife, not performing anywhere. I got to go elsewhere, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you you don't want to forcefully enter an asshole. And that's what I think he's doing with the Lakers right now. If he hasn't raped uh, before, he's raping right now. Tell you what, Kobe, we got an orifice in Dallas. Uh, at that tattoo guard position, we need you. Come on over. Uh, Mike Danton. This guy never, never made a comeback. Him. Yeah, he's an NHL player. That's why. But this is why I like him. Uh, he's serving a seven and a half year sentence right now. But I guarantee he doesn't come back. But he, he, why he's serving the sentence is uh, conspiracy to commit murder. He tried to have a hitman kill his agent, which is beautiful. Understandable. <laughs> Uh, give me some more though. This is fun. I never really thought about like all these fucking uh, athletes that are in trouble. Tyson, Tyson, didn't yeah, come he, back. Was he was the same. And you would think boxing would be that sport you could come back from after prison because if you want to stay up on one thing, it's defense, and it's you know you want to be able to fight in prison, so you'll you'll stay sharp with that. Right. So I thought he'd come out like an animal. He'd just come out and beating some ass. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't able to make a comeback. Uh, Hollywood Henderson from your Cowboys doing coke on the sidelines. I admire the guy. I think the guy is uh, he's a good human being. Uh, speaking of being a good human being, did you hear what Stefan Marbury said about Michael Vick? No. All right, this actually uh, broke on Thursday. I got us a little uh, next download on this one. Next download. New York Knicks star Stefan Marbury under no such blackout in town tonight to sign some autographs and sell some sneakers. Had some interesting comments during his visit to the area. From what I hear, dog fighting is a, it's a sport. You know, it's just it's just behind closed doors, and I think it's it's tough that you know we, we build Michael Vick up and then we break him down. And I think he's one of the superb athletes, and, and he's a good human being. I just think that he fell into a bad situation. Only one problem, Stefan. Dogfighting is illegal, and it's not a sport. Marbury at Stephen Berry's in Colony Center tonight to promote his $14.99 sneaker line. Marbury also handed out gift cards at random to some of the hundreds of fans who visited Stefan. Very popular tonight. Now, I think it's kind of bullshit because there was a quote before that that they left out. Uh, they took it a little bit out of context? Well, not completely out of context, but... um. He says, I think it's tough, speaking to Albany's uh, TV station, Capital News 9. I think, you know, we don't say anything about people who shoot deer or shoot other animals. You know, from what I hear, dogfighting is a sport. It's just behind closed doors. Well, it's a little bit different when you are hunting for food. Uh, and when you are not, you know... Fuck that, man! Fucking Ted Nugent, as much as he may eat the shit that he shoots, he doesn't fucking have to. I don't buy no, that. No, you, you don't have to, but it, it's used for a purpose, and they aren't tortured all the way through. You know, you, you raise these animals torturously because you're going to kill them anyway, so you, you, you beat them, you make them mean, you're doing a whole lot of stuff through this animal's life. It's not just... Be putting two dogs together, having them fight, and you know, you have a winner. You are training these animals brutally so they can win fights. So it, it's a, a years and years of, uh, of torture onto an animal just so you can watch it kick another animal's ass. That's the problem. 
Uh, now, for those of you that think uh, dog fighting or at least pit bulls are nice, you know, animals that should be saved, here's a little extra bonus uh, next download. A story that uh, is, I'm not going to say it's funny, but it's interesting nonetheless. It's kind of made the rounds everywhere. Okay. Next download. Somewhat related. Animal control officers take no chances with this pit bull. It's one of two that mauled a disabled woman as she slept. <laughs> and the dogs reportedly rushed into her house through a pet door. She had run for her life. From the home near Gig Harbor, Cairo 7 Eyewitness News reporter Kevin McCarty broke this story on CairoTV.com. And he's live now at St. Joseph's Hospital in Tacoma where the woman is being treated. I see that woman is reportedly in satisfactory condition and still undergoing treatment after she was bitten over and over by those two pit bulls. The dogs are also here in Tacoma in custody while sheriff's deputies investigate how this happened. A Pierce County Animal Control Officer like takes a pit bull into custody after the dog attacked and mauled a disabled woman in her bed. Investigators say two pit they bulls know. entered the woman's home through a pet door, forcing her to fight them off as they repeatedly attacked her. Highly aggressive. Um, people aggressive, animal aggressive. Um, they attacked a uh, Jack Russell Terrier out there, and they attacked the lady pretty severely. At one point, that woman pulled a gun, firing at the animals as they chased her through the house, but they just kept coming. She finally locked herself in her car outside and called 911. Those dogs then went after Romeo, a neighbor's Jack Russell Terrier, killing it. Well, it was my dog, and it's really disappointing to know that. So Look at you. I just wanted to live in... They've had problems over there before, a couple houses down with the dogs, so it's one of them things, so, but it's, we just hope Sue's okay. Neighbors tell Cairo 7 the dogs lived at this house two doors down, and they have reportedly threatened people and animals in the area. Investigators say the two seem determined and difficult to stop. I mean, they're pumping the pepper spray them, and our deputies thought we might have to terminate the dogs out there. That's how vicious they were. A spokesman here at St. Joseph's tells me the woman in her late 50s is still being treated again. She's getting a number of stitches for some very bad bite wounds. The good news, of course, is she is in satisfactory condition and she is expected to recover from all of this. That treatment's going to take some time, we're told. Live in Tacoma, Kevin McCarty, Cairo 7 Eyewitness News. Those two pit bulls taken into custody will stay in quarantine while this case is being investigated. The woman who was attacked also has a dog that managed to escape the pit bulls. That animal is a specially trained caretaker dog. Our website has a discussion group on pit bulls. You can join in on CairoTV.com. Uh, caretaker dog who knew when the fuck to not take care anymore. Just right. get the fuck out and leave this stumped bitch there to to army crawl away from these animals. And a fucking gun couldn't even take him down. Listen, this is just another example of why you have to. If you're going to own an animal, you got to take care of it, or it's going to have, you know it's going to end up being like this. One of the other big things too coming about this Michael Vick thing is that there was a Thursday deadline for the 50 pit bulls seized from Vick's property to be claimed. So if no one comes forward, they're going to be euthanized. They have to be. I, I don't. I don't know why they would even offer to give them up to anybody because they're already probably pretty vicious. You have to put them down. To end the cycle. This whole thing is fucking bullshit. I am sick of the fucking idea of we can't let these dogs fight each other for entertainment, but we'll go and we'll euthanize them or we'll put them down. Because the the problem is, is the lifelong torture that they go through and the torture of how they kill them at the end. 
and you know after you're done with them you're just going uh, you're going to pick up another dog and do the same damn thing to it so you got to put these people in jail get rid of the the troubled dogs and then you know maybe you know, we won't have this problem in the future they're fucking animals i don't even know that dogs should even be inside i don't even think that dogs should be necessarily pets if why not if you're one of these people that's really an animal lover let the fucking animal go and live out in Wyoming or something. Let's buy some a fucking field. Let's go let all these fucking animals go roam in this fucking field. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to fight each other. I no, fucking they bet won't. on it. Have Absolutely you ever been to a dog will. park? Let them get out there. Have you ever been to a dog park? They don't yes. fight each other. But they will at some point for entertainment. They're animals. <laughs> yeah, That's they, for entertainment. Dude, I got two cats. I got two cats that Royal Rumble seven times a day. Because they, they don't Royal Rumble. They try to blow each other. Those two cats are the gayest two animals I've ever seen in my life. That, they, when they aren't fighting each other, or as you quote unquote say, Royal Rumbling, they're licking each other's necks because they're two moves. But this is what animals do. You gotta. I. I think it's bullshit that on one hand you will uh, give someone so much shit about having dogs fight to the death or having them put to, or, or uh, ha you know killing them or drowning them or whatever, and then the fucking it's okay to just euthanize them and throw them away. I don't think it's right. I think if you're an animal lover, you're an animal lover. Set these motherfuckers free somewhere. Let them go do their thing. They've they've been trained to be vicious. It's, it's, they're animals. They're going to be vicious by no, nature. No, they aren't. They're going to be vicious by yeah, nature. Why do you think they were they were domesticated? Because they were not vicious animals. They were very domesticated. They pitbulls. They, they were easy. Yes, pitbulls are very easily uh, trained, and they aren't vicious unless you train them to be. How many times do you hear it's of just a like any any young kid? You know, you put him in. Uh, you know, you put him in a bad situation from youth. He's going to become a troubled youth. Do you think there's any racial aspect to this at all? Do you think that if Michael Vick... Other than them being pitbulls, no. <laughs> oh, do you think that if Michael Vick was Peyton Manning instead and Peyton Manning was doing this, do you think there would be as big of a hubbub? I think there would be bigger. Really? Yeah, I think it would be bigger. I think uh, probably because of a racial aspect where people would be like, I can't believe... Uh, Peyton Manning, he seems like a, such a nice young man. See, you I, know? I, I think it would, maybe the story, I don't know how the story would get any bigger, but I don't think people would be coming down on hard, as hard on Peyton Manning. I think it'd be a, well, he's a country bumpkin from Louisiana, and that's just kind of what they do. No, he'd be, he would, I, it would be bigger. I think it would be much bigger just because, you know, I never expected this out of him. You know, it would be that kind of thing. So that almost seems like it's a racial. It's a ra yeah, that, in that way, yes, racial. But I think he would get, be, and I think it's more of a star thing than a racial thing, him getting the time he's getting in jail. I think they want to make an example out of it. He picked the wrong thing to do. People are animal lovers. It's more of a, you know, a animal rights thing. And... If you want to end dogfighting, you need a big story out there to get it out there. So when you find a Michael Vick who's into this kind of thing and will plead guilt to it, yeah, you're going you're gonna to go for as much as you can get. Story. Story number six. Politician drunk in strip club, Aussies don't care. An admission of a drunken visit to a New York strip club by the man tipped to be Australia's prime minister by the end of the new year drew 
pretty much a typically laid-back reaction down under this week. Christians, feminists, pollsters, even political opponents played down the harm in the revelation uh, for the chances of Lar- uh, Labor Party leader Kevin Rudd taking the nation's top job from Prime Minister John Howard. Feminist Eva Cox of the Women's Electoral Lobby said, Going on the piss for one night, basically, and doing something dumb is not a cardinal sin. It's obviously not part of what he does generally. You can't condemn somebody for getting on the piss. We would have never elected Bob Hawke in that case. Well, I mean, especially uh, this Eva Cox. She's a feminist for the most part. And she's saying, who cares? He went out to a strip club and got drunk. It's not that big of a deal. It happens. Guys do their thing. That's a feminist saying it. What do you think about the term getting on the piss? Getting on the piss or is going, be, going on the piss. That's, that's going to be my new uh, thing for every anytime I want to get drunk or something. I'm going, yeah, hey, man, I'm going to go on the, on the piss. Do you want to come with me? Uh, Obviously, it's not going to work in the United States. I don't know if you can fucking uh, get that one going. you got to try to make that. I'm going to mess it up. I know when I'm drunk. Hey, does anybody want to go piss on me? (laughs) It's going to be a whole thing. It's just not going to work out. It's got to be part of that next vernacular like uh, stink wrinkle is for pussy. Yeah. That's just going to be something you do. Now, don't you find it kind of amazing, though, like just how in America... Oh, this would be a huge story. Everybody would be like, I can't believe this guy's at a strip club. He wants to be prime minister. What is he doing getting drunk? Well, there's that angle, too, but maybe even goes along the lines, and it's tied into the fact that they can use a phrase like getting on the piss. Yeah, and that ends up in a newspaper. But for us, piss is one of those seven dirty words you can't say. Um, you know, piss is for some reason forsaken, yet you got the main feminist leader and it's making the newspapers everywhere. So that's kind of like the difference in what is quote unquote offensive, you know, just in that little word right there. We'll have to go say, uh, going on the pee pee. Yeah. I'm going to go on the pee pee tonight. I'm um, going come? on the number one if mm-hmm. anyone wants to come with me. Why is it, though, that we care so much about the personal lives of our leaders? Well, because here's the other thing, too. Like, I even saw on the front page of Drudge this week, Vladimir Putin Mm -hmm. is out with his shirt off fishing. There's been a lot of pictures of the the new leader in France, uh, topless. Uh, to dude, you know, but you know, he's without a top, like canoeing. <laughs> but if fucking President Bush took his shirt off on his ranch, I love it. People would be like, what the fuck's going on here? This guy's lost his mind. You know what I mean? Well, I think if it was something regular that Bush has always done, I think no one would care. But it would just be so odd to see Bush out there in a cowboy hat. It would be gay, for one thing. It would be totally broke back of him out there with cowboy hat, straw in his mouth, and shirt off. All right, because here's what it is. That moment, he would have his jeans on and his boots and his belt buckle, but he would be shirtless with his cowboy hat and his straw. Because that is, that's the fucking shit-caking uniform. We would beg for Rove to come back to get a leash on this guy, saying, hey, Rove at least kept a shirt on him. Let's uh, get him back in the fold, and maybe we can have some respect around the world but why can't we let our politicians or just regular you know people go out all right so you want to go get your piss on at the fucking strip club whatever who cares i don't care i've never cared i've never and the one cool thing about bush is he's done cocaine 
You know, that was always the one thing I can't be that bad of a guy. Right. I've known a lot of cokeheads, and they're always usually pretty decent. Right. Uh, so that's one thing. That, that was the one <laughs> plus side of electing George W. Bush. But because uh, it cost, yeah, I don't know why it's such a big deal. Going to the Playboy Mansion essentially cost Harold Ford Jr. of Tennessee a congressional seat. So he just goes and he part. You know, he went to go party at the Playboy Mansion. There are all sorts of fundraisers and stuff going on, and not every one yeah, is a wild, crazy sex orgy. I either. mean, and there might be a couple, a couple topless girls there, but who cares? If you went through these people's, you know, top dresser drawer, I'm sure you'd find porno and everything, just like a regular guy, just like a regular guy. Every once in a while, I'm not saying. You have to be a regular at a strip club, but every guy will go to a strip club every once in a while. See, the fuck-up thing about it is the fact that, all right, you can't go to the strip club, uh, but you end up finding these representatives who are then chatting to underage fucking interns like Foley. Or this, Stuff happens. Or this, this next fucking congressman who we talked about before of the one from Florida who's offering to pay $20 to blow black guys in Florida parks. Did you hear about the... the uh, I, we haven't got to cover this in next or anything. Uh, the the preacher slash uh, uh, like religious talk show host over in McLean, Virginia, right outside of D.C., not very far away from yeah. D.C. He was driving around in a skirt uh, looking for dudes to blow, and he pulls up next to a cop and says, "Hey, you want a blow job?" And ends up getting arrested. And uh, I guess he got booted from the radio station, but it's still pending investigation. Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I hadn't heard of that. But, but see, that's the kind of thing that would get you know kind of swept under the rug here in America. But if you see a pair of tits, you are the devil. Right? Oh yeah, no, no doubt about it. But hey, if you want to see a small uh, cock. Don't worry about it. We have you covered here in the U.S. of A. The interesting thing is, and I don't know if you've ended up watching the movie Man of the Year, which is running all the time, like on HBO or Showtime, one of them. No, I don't watch bad movies. And it actually was really good. Was it? Part of the refreshing, you know, little aspect of it, you know, it's a comedian that's getting elected to office, but part of the fun of it is... Like, he just decides, all right, I'm going to get all my shit out there. So in the middle of, like, just walking around, he talks about all his skeletons, and I'm just... I'm going to put it out there on my terms. Here's all my fucked up shit. You guys can go find out what's real, what isn't. Just kind of deal with it from there. But here it all is instead of hiding it. I wish somebody at some point would just come out and say, here's my shit. You know what? They should they should go out and just say ridiculous shit that's not true. And then, you know, pepper in their own shit. And then, you know, hey, some of that's true, some of it's not. You'll, uh, you'll have to find out which is and which isn't. But, you know, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Right, so I maybe I've cheated on a couple of chicks, and also maybe I killed dudes, a baby. Maybe they're with women, right? Yeah, I don't know. You guys decipher. What would keep you? What's going to keep you out of uh, running for politics with all the skeletons in your closet? Oh, I'm sure my chat logs. <laughs> they would dig up those things, and I would just be <laughs> fucked. There would be. Um, I used to. I not used to. I'll do this every once in a while. Uh, you know how in MySpace. You can type in and search uh, girls just in your area. You can do a little advanced search and, you know, ethnicity, weight, all this kind of stuff. So I went for the fattest chicks <laughs> and just typed them. Do you want to blow me? Just type that in there 
and then uh, you know, see what happens. And I got a couple nibbles out of it. I never got a blowjob. But I had a couple girls interested. So you're thinking that would keep you out of politics? Yeah, I would guess, I would guess that if that made into the newspaper, Justin Johnson, uh, you know, running for governor of whatever, asks for blowjobs from fat chicks on MySpace, that might be something that would keep me out of it. Um, My philandering probably would be because I'm a notorious cheater. I think the fact that I was molested as a kid would keep me from holding any sort of public office. Even though it was, I was molested by a fat chick. Um, it's not your fault, Hefe. I think that... It's not your fault. I Say it. It's not my fault. I don't think that Americans would trust someone who was molested if it was like out there openly. Really? I think that you would look at them way different. I do. I look at you like a weirdo. You're just, you know, you aren't a normal person now. What else about you? Um, one thing I like to do. It's funny to me. Is uh, send friends like I'm like, dude, I'm really thinking about moving. Uh, here's an apartment I'm looking at, and I send them a Craigslist link, and they click it, and it ends up being like a tranny with a vibrator <laughs> on those, Craigslist. All those fucking uh, websites that, you can't, that yeah. you can't name your kids. Yeah, it's all that shit. Well, no, this, this is actually Craigslist ads by trannies. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I, I'll search those out, or maybe you know, dudes looking for dudes, and they're. If you ever go on the Craigslist Men for Men. No, why would no, I? Do it. You got to. It's funny as shit. You got to go on there and just go through the pics, you know, when people put their pics on there and everything. This dude's doing the most disgusting stuff. Like, they have a rubber band, tying it off, making it all purple. It is disgusting, but you just click and laugh for hours. It's entertainment. Fuck CSI. I've got men for men on Craigslist making their cocks purple. <laughs> I know the other thing, too, is that just the shit that we've done in the hideout, like me and the fucking putting the icy hot on the undercarriage like fucking three or four years ago with Chunks. Yeah, they they bring that audio up for you. There's no way. And then there's actual video of you on, what is it, meatstun.com? It's gone now. Meatstun's not up anymore, but you can find it. I believe it's even on MySpace videos. If you just type in meatstun, J-dubs, or the hideout or whatever, You'll find it. It's of me tasering my taint. So there goes any opportunity that we would have had of becoming your future elected representatives. Next story number five. Man told to walk off pain after shooting. Walk it off, buddy. Uh, A South African man was shot and told to walk it off. (laughs) <laughs> as he's tr- still trying to persuade the hospitals to remove the bullet lodged in his side. He's still? Yes. He hasn't got the bullet no. removed yet? He's still walking it off? Is he running laps? Yeah. Run that thing off. Exactly. Got a twisted ankle? Run a lap. Three Johannesburg hospitals refused to remove the bullet for security guard Philip Manashi. <laughs> Three different hospitals. Who was shot during a burglary at a property of South Africa's ambassador to the United Nations. This motherfucker is trying to protect people in the United Nations. They won't help him. The bullet passed through his elbow and entered his body just above the hip. Missed vital organs, stopped beneath the skin on the opposite side of his body, and they won't take that motherfucker out. <laughs> yeah, if walk it off doesn't work, buddy, rub some dirt on it, all right? Then you, uh, that'll work out for Just you. Just dice it. That was my fucking, that was my uh, high school trainer saying, mm-hmm. uh, our athletic trainer. Just dice it. Any fucking thing you ever did, it was just, just a dice bullet. it. bullet. 
Yeah. I can't ice it. I can't rub dirt on it. I don't think that'll do any good. He even made T-shirts for him and his staff that said, just ice it. So he knew. Yeah. He knew that was his only answer to anything. And he, he embraced it. Good for him. Doc. Um, I had uh, a coach that, like, it, and this was in Little League, but, you know, if someone blows their knee out or something or gets hurt, you're 14, 13 years old. These people would be crying. These kids would be crying out there because they have a legit injury to their knee. And he'd just be yelling, crying makes it hurt more. And then, well, then the other thing he does, too, is then slaps you on the helmet. Yeah. It just, he's like, come on, stop it. He's fucking thinking, get off. Slapping Walk you on it the, off. Slapping you on the helmet somehow going to make it feel better. <laughs> the other one, too, is it's not just stretch it out. It's stretch it out Sally. You know, it's the whole fucking thing of making, yeah, you, making you look like a woman. And you're like, fuck you, man. This really hurts. But, you know. we had Our uh, trainer, yours is Isit. Ours used an ace bandage like it was a miracle wrap. You know, like if you throw an ace bandage on it, it's going to medicate and heal anything. Right. Like, uh, you know, you, you, I had uh, people who would, like, my friend tore his ACL. He tried to throw an ace bandage on him and put him back out in the field. Fucking asshole. <laughs> it's like, he can't walk, man. He's not going to be able to run out there with an ace bandage. And people, you know, are like, you know, when the whole thing of Bill Belichick and him allegedly making, you know, one of his players go in with the concussion. That's just fucking, that's coaches. That's football coaches. You break a finger or something, he tells you to use the other hand as your down hand. You don't worry about it. You worry about it after the game. You're trying to win. Yeah, my dad, when I was a kid... I gotta say, man, I was probably like the third or fourth grade. It was he came over just to play catch, even though because my parents separated, and they were divorced. Mm-hmm. But he came over to play catch. And he was trying to teach me how to play catch and how to catch with two hands. And I don't baseball know, baseball or football, baseball. And so I kept, you know, I caught the ball with two hands, but I'd really hurt my ring finger, mm-hmm. and it was hurting me bad. And like I was having trouble throwing because it was my right hand. He was fucking yelling at me. He's like, "Come on." You know, fucking stretch it out, Sally. That yeah. whole fucking thing. And I'm a fucking I'm a fourth grade, all right? And then and so then afterwards it's not enough. He's like, Well you fucking you can't throw the ball, then come on, you know, let's fucking let's get some <laughs> let's get some cuts in. And so like he's teaching me how to swing, you know? And I'm like, Fuck dad, this really hurts. He's like, Well fuck that. I'm leaving then. You know, go back inside with your mom, go play with your Transformers, you know. I don't have time for this shit. So you know, he takes off. Throw a tampon on it, sissy. Yeah. And so I go inside with my mom, and it's the difference between moms and dads. I'm like, Mom, my finger really hurts. Well, she's like, oh, my God, we should go to the hospital. We, you know, Let's go to Prima Care right now. I've never had that, that uh, from either of them. Like, hey, let's go to the hospital. They were always afraid of what the bill will be. So they're like, hey, wait a few days, and if it still hurts, then we'll talk about the hospital. So we fucking go to Prima Care, one of these fucking little places. Mm-hmm. And the fucking thing's broken. You know, my finger is actually broken. So, Have you ever gone to a hospital and then be excited that something's broken? I've had both my thumbs broken, and both times are like, yeah, finally a break. Never had that. Yeah, they, both times they were just so excited because they finally got a break. They usually get sprains and all this other kind of shit, so they're like, yeah, I uh, store one for me. My, uh, 
I always tell this story, though, and my dad feels awful about it. Like, I always rub it in. I'm like, hey, remember that time in the fourth grade when you broke my <laughs> finger and then you called me a pussy because I couldn't swing the bat? Remember that? That was great, wasn't it? <laughs> it's great. Like, I, cannot, I, never, I have nothing really to ever make my dad feel guilty, but I could fucking throw that story out there. And every time he's like, oh, jeez. And he just remembers back to uh, that time in his life where he wasn't really interested necessarily in being a father. Uh Quickly, Dubs, worst pain you've ever had personally? That, you know, walking it off wasn't enough like it was a fucking bullet. Um, I, uh, oh, I had uh, cracked ribs. And that was one of those things where it happened in wrestling, and I had to finish out that practice. I couldn't go, you know, they, they thought I was, you know, making it up. But then I, two weeks later, don't get it checked out because I couldn't breathe right. And yeah, they were cracked. Yeah, it's this weird badge of honor. For me, it was when I got a foul ball. I was you know, playing men's baseball, and I got a foul ball that went directly from the bat to my right nut. Because my right, my right nut was hanging outside of the cup for whatever reason. Because I'm that large, ladies. Just and, your balls. Yeah. The, the penis is like a small clip, but the balls are huge. So, but it fucking that hurt. Uh, so true. But that fucking foul ball goes straight from the bat to my right nut. It was the very first pitch of the game. You know what I mean? Ouch. And I'm down for 15 minutes. Did like, they stop the game the whole oh, time? Oh yeah, they stopped the game for 15 minutes. They and I fucking trooped on, man. I. I caught the rest of that game. I pitched the next game and won, and I had sex later on that night. But I that that nut hurt for fucking two weeks so bad that when we were on the air in Orlando, mm-hmm. we were talking about it, and an ER doctor came up. Your low point, crying at a strip club. My low point, uh, standing in our office, standing uh, in our office, having a fucking ER doctor look at my nut. You wouldn't do it in the studio though, which really really upset me. I wanted to, I wanted to see your shame. Next, what's next? Alright, Dubs, through story number five. It's next on XM202. I'm Hefe. That is Dubs, myspace.com slash next radio. Why the Houston Astros should be boycotted. And I got a story about this related to that mm. you don't even know about. Really? And I kind of need... not. I want your take, because I have a feeling I may have fucked up something really big concerning my relationship. Uh-oh. Yeah. So it's somewhat related to that. And how much happier white youths are than minority youths. There's actually been a study, and of course they're happier, but we'll tell you how much more. That's all next with us, Hefe and Dubs, on XM202. Next, 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 next. Next is now. Welcome back to Next on XM202. I'm Hefe. That is Dubs. It is a countdown of the top 10 stories of the week. Well, the first half of the week, (laughs) according to us, MySpace.com. If something huge happens, I'm sorry we missed it. MySpace.com slash next radio. Yeah, I'd say anything from Thursday to the time you're hearing this. It never happened. Uh, Not in our world. uh, Number... Where did we leave off, Dubs? Number six was walk it off. Hospital says the shooting victim. Number uh, seven was... Uh, actually, that was number five. Number six was the potential Aussie prime minister going on a piss mm-hmm. at a New York strip club, basically getting his drink on. And, and uh, uh, the Aussies don't care about it. They're they're cool with it. Which is pretty cool. And then, of course, 
uh, stealing this from a uh, New York tabloid, number uh, seven tonight, uh, Convicted. Ah, Michael yes, Vick. Michael Vick. I hate headlines. And that whole thing. Before we hop back into um, the countdown, uh, J-Dubs, mm-hmm. uh, really quickly, I was in a very awkward situation this week. I went to a water park, uh, Adventure Island, mm-hmm. in, uh, in Tampa. Uh, as it turns out, uh, you know it's that it's the perfect time to go to any theme park right now because everyone's kind of back in school, but they got their full time hours. Yeah. So we rode me, me and my chick essentially rode every ride that you could ride um, in like forty five minutes. Nice. It was really it was badass. Yeah. If you go on a peak time where there's people on vacation and all that stuff going on, you'll spend a whole day on out there trying to get on every ride. Yeah. But if you go on a non peak time, you get everything in in an hour. So, first of all, when I go to a water park, uh, I'm the guy wearing a shirt, mm-hmm. but instead of wearing a shirt now, I wear Under Armour, but it's not enough because I'm not comfortable enough in my body to wear, like, the skin-tight Under Armour. I also wear the over-loose Under Armour, okay? So, I got mm-hmm. two fucking shirts on essentially at the fucking theme park. It's so stupid because I never go through life with just one shirt on unless I'm sleeping. I always have to have two shirts because one feels like it kind of holds the fat rolls, you know what I mean? And then the other one is the over one so that you can't really see the fat rolls. Yeah, I used to be the same way where I would wear two shirts. One would kind of uh, take away the ripple effect right? and the other one would just be a regular shirt. I, I wear one now because I'm not fat like I used to be. But, you know, I, I do remember those days where and I had friends who would actually use tape on their nipples so people didn't see their protruding nipples uh, coming through their shirt because that's how fat they were. So a lot of times at these water parks, you know, people are in bikinis, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know. They're walking around proud. Exactly. So the other thing, too, is a lot of these rides are on stairs. Like, you've got to walk upstairs, and Mm -hmm. your waiting line is on stairs because you're going down a slide, essentially. So I'm with my very gorgeous chick. And right in front of us is another couple, and there's this girl in this bikini with this fucking ass that I couldn't stop looking at. Nice. (laughs) Well, no, not nice, because I'm with my chick. Dude, you got to do what we used to do whenever we'd go to theme parks. Wear Oakleys. No one can tell where you're staring. So, it was like, I kept trying to not look at this ass. Why? That was essentially staring me in the face. Because my chick is the jealous type, and I didn't no, want her to... Don't be jealous. It's just an ass. You're hey, All right, I can see if you just started violating that ass. If you, start, if you without even you know consulting her, you ripped it down, spread the cheeks, and started licking the bung, then she could be jealous. She'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? But if you're just looking at it, but there's nothing wrong. Here's the thing. I could not take my eye off of it. And I tried my... I'd look away. I'd stare at my chick. It was but in then, your head. But you then were, I found it in the corner of my eye. That, that ass was in your kitchen. You couldn't, you couldn't shake it. My peripheral vision while I'm looking at my chick, I'm fucking staring <laughs> at this ass. I had fucking Emmett Smith vision at this point because I'm oh, fucking... Tunnel vision? Just, you can't, stop. You can't see the... Uh, <laughs> he had great field awareness. and I. But I couldn't fucking not look at this. I have a feeling, and I don't know, 
that she knew I couldn't stop looking at it? Of course she did. She can tell where your eyes are looking. So she kind of like stood in front of it. <laughs> so then what I do is I hug her from behind and, she, you know, she can't, you know. Yeah, she can't see So you. now I'm able to hug my chick and look Good right move. at the ass. <laughs> I like that. Nice but, move. And here's the thing about the ass, though. It wasn't even a great ass. No, it doesn't have to be. It wasn't even better than my chick's ass. But it was just it was a, a different ass. It was just a, well, it was just an ass because I'm an ass guy. You know, I, I like a, I'm a, not a, I, I don't care about the ass. I like a sweet onion, and this motherfucker's balls? balls look like an onion. I could not stop looking at this thing, and um, I'm glad we didn't have to wait very long in that line. Because it would have been incredibly awkward. Yeah, one of those two-hour lines that you get at the theme park, that would have been tough. That would have been... Bu- but I didn't know whether or not I was in the wrong of fucking no, looking at this ass. No, stare at it. I say even fondle a little bit. <laughs> Give it a tussle. Next, 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 now. All right, Dubs. Coming up on story number four in this week's top ten, but first we take a stop. With our first and only feature of the week, mm-hmm. the next hack list. These things, the world is a list, the show is a list, and you find these things all the time. And they're just, they're fun to go through. I, I have a theory. And that, call bullshit. Yeah, that they're all bullshit now. Because if you put anything on a list, kind of people take it as law. Like, yes, this is the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is the number two thing. This is... There's been a lot of studies that go through it. Usually it's just one guy sitting at a computer, typing it all out, and it's just his opinion. But you put it in a list, you put it on a website, people will take it as kind of serious. They're like, yeah, no, that's bullshit. That's number one. You know, I don't think that's number one. And they kind of fight over it when it's just one guy you're fighting with. This week, Dubs, you found for us the top five sex secrets of women. Yes, and I think this may be the hackiest list of all hacky lists. I really call bullshit on this one. All right, secret number one. She likes period sex. One problem you may face... I don't. I don't care what she likes. I'm not doing that. ...is temporary vaginal dryness. If she uses tampons, expect a little uncomfortable friction after she removes it to have sex and prepare to have some lube handy. That sounds like (laughs) the most unappetizing sex I've ever heard of. Yeah, there might be some... Temporary dryness because of the the blotchy uh, pad that she's been using. So have some lube ready so you have a light pink shade on your balls from the the lube slash dead egg slash blood that you're having sex with. <laughs> Yum. I uh, I was I've been with someone before who enjoyed period sex. It was good to them. Really? Because there was constant lube with the blood. Yeah. Oh. And I guess there was something too with chicks that was it like having can sex on a bed of pennies that just <laughs> scent that comes up and creeps up to your nose? They they can like get off easier. Really? I guess. I, That's I, what I, I was I told. I don't think it's that they that there's anything physically with getting off better. I think mentally they're like, oh, I love period sex, so I'm gonna get off quicker because I actually like this. Right. Now my current chick won't even let me go near. Although good, we did. Good girl. She should go out in the woods for three days. Like it's like it's Puritan times. <laughs> we did once when we went on a cruise, and it, it was actually very good sex. And then I'm done, and it's fucking. There's a goddamn Charlie Manson scene. You know what I mean? They're like, holy shit! And then she was 
Dude, she was so embarrassed. And I'm like, it was fucking good. We it both looks got like a off. Twizzler commercial at your uh, shaft end. Oh, dude, it's worse than that. It's like fucking Dexter. <laughs> you know, where that fucking one murderer is draining all the blood? That's what that shit was. That's what our fucking bed was. <laughs> it's the monster like a gutted deer in, the, uh, in, in your cabin. Uh, secret number two. She doesn't like never-ending sex. Women adore, orgas uh, adore orgasms as much as the next man, but one is good. Just make it count. Two is a bonus, but the bonus need not include strenuous and lengthy attempts to achieve. I don't buy this one either. Maybe if you are with a girl for a while, then she doesn't like long sex, but you have to have long sex your first few times having sex with a girl, which pisses me off because it's the hardest time to have long sex. After you're with a girl for a while... She's used up with you. You don't really care anymore, so it ends up going longer. But the first few times, there's kind of a tingle. There's kind of like, yeah, a conqueror type thing, and it gets you excited, and you finish quicker. So you have to be on some good drugs to make it last longer. Yeah, I call bullshit on this one, too, just because most chicks like going for a long... I've never been with a chick that didn't like to go for you know a marathon session. My ex didn't like marathon session. She thought I went too long. Because uh, it would take me about 20 minutes, and that's not too long. That's right. not a marathon. I would say that's a, that's a decent session. What's the longest you've ever gone before? I've had to quit a few times. I could have gone longer, uh, 45 minutes to an hour. Really? Yeah, without finishing once. I've gone, like, no bullshit, like two hours without finishing. Actually, I've, I've gone longer once. See, One time I went, like, four hours. I, I call quits after that. I don't want to be... Four hours? Why would you want to go four hours? That sounds like one of the worst things ever. Dude, I was bored. Does, did, did your cock look like an Indian burn? Did it have, like, that that uh, black tussle stuff on there? I was, like, 19 years old, and um, it was in a bunk bed, so it was kind of hot. I don't know. I was just... Was uh, there anybody below you on the bunk bed or above you? No, 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 no. Okay, because it, it made sense if you were going that long because you're trying to keep quiet and you know not wake someone up. Man, now I think about it. Like at the time, I'm like, yeah, four, I couldn't imagine doing anything. I can't even do a radio show for four hours nowadays. I'm fucking sitting there fucking for four hours. I don't even know how I did it. Yeah, I, I, I can't commit to Braveheart because I don't want to put that time aside and you know think about you know Braveheart but doing pull-ups the whole time. It ain't gonna happen. Secret number three uh, in the next hack list, the five sex secrets of women. Uh, she thinks fingers can be unpleasant. It can get a little uncomfortable for her to have half a hand jamming and slamming away. So always ask before putting another finger in and avoid trying to reach her cervix. Clean, untrimmed fingernails are lovely. Mucky claws and paws need not apply. Where do you get this fucking thing? Askmen.com, of course. Those the kings of lists. Yeah. I do buy this one. This one, I can't <laughs> imagine being a girl and having, you know, uh, and I, I can tell that I've damaged some women with my fingers <laughs> because, like, I'll go and uh, I don't use clippers a whole lot. I tend to peel, which puts little sharp knives at the end of my fingers. But I know I've kind of scraped in the inside uh, a couple times and i can tell the girls you're giving your own fucking pap smear yeah I, I got you know if i was you know scraping it into a petri dish afterwards it would make sense but no i'm just trying to service this woman and i can tell they're uncomfortable but they won't say anything because they're trying to be nice <laughs> yeah i've i've would call this one not bullshit because 
I can't imagine having someone sticking a couple untrimmed fingers in me. So I can't imagine a girl would like it either. Yeah, ha- being a guy that's gotten a colonoscopy and exams and stuff before, you appreciate that the doctor knows what he's doing. Because it- think about the first time you ever figured a chick. And how little you knew about what's going on down there. And how the only thing you've ever really seen is in a porno. Mm-hmm. And those chicks are so fucking worn I, out. Oh, so, I, so much nasty stuff is done to them. And one you, of my first porns was a fisting porn. So I, I'm not kidding. I thought that was fairly normal. Like, hey, a girl likes a fist. And so, you know, you're there. Like, I'm trying to think back of the first time I ever really... I know the first time I fingered a girl... I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't wash my hand. Oh, of course, that's for a the, couple of days, and I would just walk up to people and go like that. <laughs> Two days later, and it still stunk. <laughs> Which nowadays you would be so ugged out. Oh yeah, I'd be scrubbing that thing. I, there'd be Perel just you know dripping off my hands because I'm trying to get this armpit off me. <laughs> if there's you know, dude, <laughs> if there's any sort of a smell, um, you know. Now, like even initially, you're like, what the fuck? But as a fucking high schooler, you're like, oh, this is the greatest thing in the world. Not only can I not wash my hand, but I must share it with everyone I know. My whole bit in high school was, you know, I'd be at a party, I'd be drunk. I'd be like, dude, you aren't going to believe the smell of my fingers. And they'd sniff it. And what they'd smell is my finger that just ran across my ass. (laughs) I would stick my finger between my cheeks after a long, sweaty day and clinch a few times. I'd be like, dude, you aren't going to believe this. I wouldn't say what, what it was, but they just, you know, immediately think, you know, I fingered a chick. What do they say? They're like, dude, that smells like ass. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> well, I didn't finger a chick. I just had my fingers in my <laughs> ass cracked. Enjoy you're, that. You're such a dickhead, man. It's so wrong. Oh, that's too funny. But, um, you're right. You just fucking go around with that. And that's just, you know, that's what you end up doing. It's really fucking. Yeah. When you're a kid, you think that's the coolest thing ever. But now you'd be like, oh, could you imagine? Hold on, imagine doing that as a grown ass man. Like <laughs> you imagine- walk into your sales job. You're, <laughs> you're down in the sales pit. Stand next to the water cooler. Hey, Bob, smell this. Yeah, I conquered. <laughs> Oh, could you imagine? Because you and I, you know, we're living together. My chick, I fucking come out and we oh, come dude, downstairs. I punch you in the head. And be like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to eat a bowl of cereal. I'm like, God damn it! But you fucking ruined my apple jacks, asshole. But what's funny <laughs> is that's what you did. Like you, because like I remember. And as a as a friend, you wouldn't care. You'd be like, dude. High five. I remember because I was living with... Rub uh, it on my finger so I can impress my friends. Yeah, I was living with my buddies, you know, and I'd done this with my girlfriend. I was like 17. Mm -hmm. I was actually living with some friends. That's a long story within itself. But uh, after, you know, she left, I went around. It was two brothers. One was my age and the other one was like a year or two younger. Mm -hmm. And they they fought over who could smell my fingers (laughs) first. They're like fucking... I never did that, but if my friend can't say, hey... You know, I would I would take a whiff. I'd be like, oh, right, yeah, it's not bad. I don't want to be racist here, and I'm not gonna be. But this is I'm because I'm saying it about my people. Mm. I um, I and was you're with, a Latino. Yes, as a Mexican American, I was with a Mexican chick, mm. and this kind of ugged me out. And this is part of the reason I can't be with Latin chicks anymore. It's <laughs> so awful. That smell. <laughs> I remembered that smell growing up. 
whenever I would follow oh. my grandmother and she go to the restroom. <laughs> like that was right, the that same made me smell. Dry, I feel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like you, because you know how smells remind you of things. Oh, dude! So whenever I smell that, I'm like, oh my god, this is me following my grandma in the restroom after she went. What the fuck? I can never be with a Latin girl again. Did you? Uh, you grew up basically in a house of women when you were growing up, right? You well, uh, mom was single mom. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't have any sisters or cousins or girls living with you at the time? No. Oh, okay. I lived with my mom and my sister. So there's two women, two heavier set women. With a heavier set, period. <laughs> I I knew this because they leave their fucking their war pads in the <laughs> in the trash right next to where I'd take a shit, and I took long shits as a kid because I enjoyed pooping as a kid. Pooping was a great yeah. thing for you; it was an enjoyable thing. So I'd be sitting there, and it looked like an American Indian had just been scalped in the in the uh, in the trash can next to me. And the stench for four or five days a month because, of course, <laughs> you hear this. Women, they if they live together, they have, you know, kind up. of it's synced up uh, uh, periods. Every month it would smell. And it, it's true, like copper. Right. And it was the most unappetizing thing ever. So... Whenever I'm starting to get hooked out, man. Whenever my ex would have her time of the month, I would just go back to that time, and I would not let her, you know, throw away that stuff. It had to be flushed. <laughs> I know it's bad for your septic system, but I don't care. Flush that so I don't have to think about my mom's heavy flow. <laughs> do, do the, I'm just gonna say. <laughs> Do the pussies of races all smell the same? They have to. I think because I, I I've been with a, a Mexican woman, a black woman, and a white woman. Yeah, the and I've really not the had... discarded junk is the same. It's the same color, right? Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because like to me, all the Mexican one smells the same. You know what I mean? But I don't that. I've only been with one black woman, so I don't know if all blacks, you know, smell the same, and then all white women smell the same. I don't know, but it's I like, would imagine they do probably smell the same because I know that white women smell awful during that time. It's you know, it's no different. Oh, that was fucking ugly. Uh, we're only up to uh, secret number four. Well, at least there are only five. Secret number four of the top five sex secrets of women, according to AskMen.com, in the next hack list here on next. She likes trying new things. There are many things she has always wanted to try, but may have never felt comfortable enough to ask for or initiate. Things she may be afraid of include anal sex, anal fingering, you or her, bondage, fisting, outdoor sex, and role-playing. Fisting? (laughs) I've never met a girl who's like, you know what, I feel comfortable with you now. How about you fist me? (laughs) None of these are as good as... uh, Hardcore, as you might think. Um, ordinary people do them all the time with very nice results. What the <laughs> fuck? Fisting? No, I'm. Fisting's one of those things that you have to be, you know, a seasoned pro to do. You have to have gone through a lot of things, a lot of huge, uh, massive cocks to be into. Yeah, you know, and you have to be with a guy who doesn't really fulfill that role anymore. So, you, yeah, throw a fist in me. <laughs> Isolate. <laughs> I've uh, I've never ever um, 
even a man, like I couldn't Have be, with a, a, I couldn't be with a woman that wanted to be fisted. Really? I, I wouldn't do it. I'm I, like, would, I can't be with you anymore. We're breaking up right now. Well, I don't know if I could, you know, date you for a long period of time, but I would do it. I could be with her for that night. That would be just interesting, you know, for me to throw a fist up there, and I wouldn't, you know, I would, I, you know, like punching. That's how I'd do it too. I would after I got there, I would, I would work it like a, a body bag. Um, what? <laughs> not a body bag, but you know those big things like Rocky used to like the speed like, bag. Yeah, no, not a speed bag. Oh, but, but the big ones, the, like when you're practicing working the body. Right. That's how I'd do it. <laughs> um, I, I've actually put a lot of thought into this, but no shit. Have you had a girl ask for anything freaky? <sighs> um, anything that you were just like, wow, I didn't think she'd be into that. The very first time I ever had sex, the chick wanted me to come on her tits. That's not that odd. Well, it was for me because it was the very first time that I had ever, you know, had See, sex. See, I expected more of that my first time. Yeah, I was a little I watched put, porn. I, I, I was wasn't like, put off by it, but I was just like, oh, wow. Uh, girls do like this. This is weird. Okay. I've had girls ask where I want to finish. Yeah, you know, like, hey, where, are you, where do you want to throw that load? See, I've I never, usually pick the tits. I've never, uh, I've never had that asked. Really? Yeah. I was usually just told, do it here, or don't do it, or... Ugh. Don't do it at all? Hold that in. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a really bad shit, and you got five miles to an exit. <laughs> just hold it, all right? Um, I, you know, you know uh, this is all... There was a time in my life where I didn't wear condoms, and... Why it, not? And it was too messy, because I was married. Uh. And it was too messy to put it certain places... So I had to catch it in my hand. <laughs> I've never told you that, huh? And throw it like a wild primate. Why would you keep it in your hand? Why don't you grab like an old shirt at least? That's just disgusting. It really what? was just finishing in your own hand. I, I have a picture of you that's pointing it down. That's the way it went. Oh. That's the way it went. I, uh, I Cleanup was easier because you just fucking wash your hand and you're good to go. Yeah, and with that hand two hours later. But, oh, no, I guarantee. Two minutes. Yeah, with, with your appetite. <laughs> hey, let's get some ice cream. Uh, but it, it really was. Something that mixes in well. It would it would ruin the orgasm just because you didn't want to, you know. Yeah, you, you knew, oh, God, here it goes. I have to go in my hand. It really did suck ass. I had a girl with a uh, smoking fetish that I had sex with once. Uh, after this, I really didn't want anything to do with it. Um, she wanted me to blow smoke up her pussy. <laughs> I did. It was it was interesting, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she gets some kind of cancer from that. You have to. There has well, to be... It's not keeping you from smoking. No, I, mean... I, I guarantee I'm going to die from cancer one day, and she's gonna, she's getting it double. You know, it's not all right that she's smoking it through one hole. She has to, you know, have it blown up the other one. <laughs> and finally, secret number five: she is horny in the morning. Guys and morning would have been uh, waking uh, sleeping women up since the dawn of time. Generally, it can be safely ignored by the not-so-keen woman by pretending to be asleep. If you want to try a different tack, try sliding your moist erection gently between her thighs. What the fuck? And Who has a moist erection? <laughs> I have no idea. And brushing her vaginal lips. Take a little bit of time and make sure, just like a beautiful flower, 
she will hopefully open up. Who the fuck, who the fuck writes this? I, I don't know. Askman.com, you fuckers. <laughs> you freaks. <laughs> <laughs> moist erection? What the fuck? Mine's moist because it's a piss hard on. It's, it's hard because it's full of urine and I have to go to the bathroom in the morning. I've never had an erection in the morning because I'm horny. I actually find this one to be true. My chick just told me this week that she uh, really likes morning sex. I really? do too. I've had it a few times, and yeah, at the beginning of the relationship, it's like, oh, I gotta have you in the morning. But in the morning, I, I'm wiping sleep out of my. I don't wake up till one p.m. anyway. Right. It, it's afternoon sex at that point. And I'm waking up and I have to pee. There's never been one time where I woke up and didn't have to pee. Well, I gotta say, I probably have sex at night the least. Really? When well, do you have it? When's your normal time? Is it a nooner? For us, usually it's in the afternoon. It's. I think it's noon, morning, and then night uh, is followed up by. Really, I've always been a night guy. So there Helps it is. Me sleep better, and I know I'm showering in the morning. The top five sex secrets of women. I'll be honest, that was disgusting. Story number four, four, four. This one, J Dubs, comes with a next download. Ooh. Next download. A former radio disc jockey admits to faking an illness to collect charitable contributions. 37-year-old Todd Smith, also known as Todd Kelly, pled guilty right, today to right mail fraud. If you're going to pick a radio name, why pick another general name? You're Todd Smith. No one's going to think that's your real name anyway. And you're going to pick Todd Kelly? Is there any whiter names than those two? Motherfucker, I hate radio guys. How many Kellys are there in radio? And it's all dudes. You know... Kid Kelly, Todd Kelly. What is it about a fucking Kelly? There's always some dude, either the first name Kelly or the last name Kelly. They're always in CHR or Hot yeah. HC or some well, it, fucking it, bullshit. It's a young name. Is it? it? It sounds young. Wouldn't you think a guy named Kelly would be kind of young on ecstasy, you know, getting a <laughs> hand job from someone who kind of looks like a chick? Next download. 37-year-old Todd Smith, also known as Todd Kelly, pled guilty today to mail fraud, wire fraud, and money laundering. Kelly was a radio personality in Louisville. Investigators Whoa. say Kelly claimed to have Lou Gehrig's disease as well as <laughs> bone cancer. <laughs> what an a-hole. Oh. Well, how, all right. In radio, you always need to know how to get out of a bit. You never get into something, dig in a hole without a way to get out of it. What was going to be his end goal here? Because you know you you got to die. That's why I'm not doing the yardstick of death. I don't want to get into this thing without an out. Uh, I, I guess does he, does he start hunching more on his webcam as he goes on, using the cane and everything? Because you have to have some kind of... There's treatment for these things that make you very sick and everything. You have to play up the bit. If you're going to be collecting money from people saying you have Lou Gehrig's disease. Here's the thing, and I mean this is no disrespect, uh, but if you're listening to this channel specifically, XM202, I'd have to say you're probably smarter than the vast majority of people. Without a doubt. Because I At think, least radio-wise, you know what's bullshit. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, this channel specifically weeds through the bullshit, which is why it's my favorite channel on uh, any sort of uh, radio. Uh, but beyond that, I think general satellite radio listeners probably tend to maybe be smarter. They're more Th into it. Then you have FM radio listeners, 
which I think are next. I, actually, I think AM radio listeners maybe next as far as smarts go. Yeah, because they are really hardcore into whatever they're listening to. Because you got to be hardcore what, you, what you're listening and to you to get through that that and, odd noisy gap. And you can get accidentally informed if you're listening to an AM uh, station. Mm. Then you have FM listeners. And Dubs, a lot of times you and Retards. I, yeah, you and I always struggled uh, when we were in FM, FM uh, as far as you know the content and what we wanted to do. And- How many times would I say or you say something that was completely a joke, and someone took it seriously? Oh. You know, you have to say on uh, on FM radio. I'm kidding. I'm not being serious about this. I do not want to touch kids. Right. Uh, here's the thing. It's a joke. I'm at the bar this week hanging out with my chick, mm-hmm. and we're actually sitting at the bar. You know, I'm just kind of hanging. And there's this guy who I'm going to say is the typical FM radio listener who is drunk talking to another guy about how deep Nickelback's lyrics are. <laughs> <laughs> and how they hit home, and that band has it all figured out. And so I'm like, it, it's tough for me to remember, this is the average motherfucker. Yeah, well, it, you you go on the air, like us, uh, we would go on the air every night, and we would, you know, this is one thing we realized after we got uh, fired or let go or whatever, that people, we, we wouldn't want to talk about something at night because it's been beaten into the de- into the ground by all these other radio shows by the time we got on the air at 7 p.m. But people don't listen a lot. People don't hear everything like we do. Like, and People just don't know. We can see something on every website and be like, wow, this is a huge story, blah, 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 blah. But 95% of the people that listen to FM radio never heard about it yet. They haven't, they're driving home from work. They haven't been looking on news sites. So they're very ill-informed, usually. And that's why, too, it's like, <clears throat> so this guy, Nickelback, is deep. Yeah, you know, that's why Nickelback is more popular than Tool, which is infinitely more talented and infinitely deeper. But I don't think this motherfucker could ever understand or get a Tool song. Yet Tool is infinitely the better band. Uh, but for some reason, fucking Rockstar... Hits home with this fucking guy. <laughs> Opie and that's and the song that he fucking quoted. Opie and Anthony are doing a great bit right now on, uh, I believe it's uh, uh, Wednesdays, where they'll, you know, give out, like, uh, at the beginning of the show, they'll say, all right, we're going to do fake facts today. And, you know, if you're listening right now, you run out of bit. If you're listening later, you hear someone call in and, you know, uh, you think and they're just spitting out bullshit, we're going to go along with it. Um... But right now, you guys know we're on the bet, and uh, people later will we'll see if they uh, they buy it. And they did a whole thing of uh, the Van Halen tour being canceled because maybe uh, the rumor is that uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen is back in rehab. So this actually got legs. People started picking up on it, saying, uh-oh, they've already canceled their tour, blah, 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 blah. And uh, now the Roth fans are really pissed off. And uh, Opie and Anthony, because they said, we're going to give out something, some bullshit facts today, and if you're smart enough, you'll know, or if you're able to even go on the internet and look, you'll find out it's bullshit. So tying all this kind of back into this Louisville DJ, that's part of the thing of just kind of the average FM listener 
you got to keep that in mind. So it's understandable where this motherfucker was able to pull off this scam mm-hmm. of saying he had Lou Gehrig's disease because people and cancer. Yeah, people aren't going to look into it. They're just going to send some money because they feel bad for you and they think they're doing the right thing. If you happen to be listening in Louisville right now, you're one of the smart ones because you you're listening to XM202. Otherwise, whoever's listening to the typical fucking Todd FM Kelly. station and Todd Kelly you know, in Louisville, you're probably a dumb motherfucker and deserve to get taken. Next download. He used radio, television, the internet, and regular mail to advertise fundraisers, collecting thousands of dollars, which he put to personal use. <laughs> Under the plea agreement, Kelly agreed to a minimum sentence of seven years and to pay restitution wow. of over $74,000. They don't fuck seven around. Seven years for faking Lou Gehrig's disease. They don't fuck around, though, man. What are the likelihood that uh, this motherfucker's gonna be off the beach before us? <laughs> he's gonna yeah. he's gonna be back at radio. He knows how to generate publicity. He knows how to get his name out there. Everybody knows the name going. Todd Kelly. Uh, we're excited to see what what he could do when he comes back. Imagine that initial bump. It's gonna be great. We just we need that initial bump. You know he's a name. He's a name. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Hey, he's a bad name. He's a fucking general radio name. Why didn't I think of this bit? And why haven't I done this? Because more than likely I have cancer. I just don't know it because I don't have health insurance because I was let go by Clear Channel because they needed to have enough money to pay for people's bonuses the next year. Let's set up a PayPal for the prospects of you probably having cancer. We don't know if you have cancer, but there's a high likelihood that you do. With my bleeding ass? By the way, I haven't taken taken probably more than a handful of shits over the last 18 months. A literal? Yeah. You keep them? Yeah, just like it's come. That hasn't fucking... Had some sort of blood in it. So, and there's no way I'm going to get covered on any next insurance. There's no way not any other oh, next insurance. You're, you're all documented up, aren't you? Oh, yeah. That's why I will not go to a doctor right now, because I don't want to know if there's anything wrong. So, let's, so I can just plead ignorance. So let's just set up this PayPal account now to help me pay for my future my future ass operations that I'm going to need. I should have fucking thought of this bit, and this motherfucker uh, has this thing going on. He doesn't even have it. What's the uh, the best way to make money as a, at a radio station other than collecting the paycheck? Because this motherfucker decided I'm so underpaid, i got to pretend to have Lou Gehrig's disease. Well, if you're a PD, you know, you can get a lot of free shit and, uh, just by adding the song. But if you're just a DJ... Uh, spinning tunes, doing part-time, which a lot of, uh, you know, we, uh, us have gone through. Um, I would say selling CDs. Selling the uh, the CDs that you get. You're giving away some ear gear at the station. You well, grab a few of those ear gears. Well, you know, we haven't been in rock radio for a long time. I heard that they don't even get CDs anymore nowadays. What do they do? Get downloads or something? They don't know? get anything. They don't. Are you no, kidding me? The record companies don't give out CDs anymore because it's not cost effective, essentially. Because most DJs were out selling them, and most people don't fucking use CDs anymore. Ouch. They want them. To, yeah, I, that was such a big money maker for me. I'd I'd bring home an extra hundred and fifty a week from selling CDs. I went around to all the different used CD shops, you know, and would hawk the new Nickelback or the new POD. You know, I'd and I, you know. People knew my racket. The uh, the people at the CD stores and the people up at the station they just didn't care. Yeah, but I'd make yeah good good little extra money on that. E-bank concert tickets, by the way, all this illegal and you shouldn't do it. Yeah, but yeah. that you know I'm just saying what people that we know have done. Shafy, our buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, call him out. Whatever. Well, I, this one isn't bad. I don't think he would take like these industry magazines once they're dead. You know, once they're a month old. 
people wouldn't get these magazines. Normal people wouldn't get these magazines. So he'd eBay them, you know, and just sell them after we were done with them and make a good 10, 15 bucks per magazine. Because it's a limited edition magazine. So if it's a magazine that has slip not on the cover that's not a, you know available to the normal public yeah uh, like some hardcore slipknot bands or icp cl- yeah, juggalos want- will fucking pay you know insane amounts of money yeah they just want to collect this stuff and have every little thing that has uh, their band on the cover one of my biggest regrets in radio is the fact that i didn't steal a gold record uh, when when HFS in uh, Washington D.C. flipped to El Zol oh, uh, reggaeton station, I know people who have been at flip stations. They just loot the place for their gold records. There was a a perfect circle gold record that I would have killed for, and I stared at the because what happened in D.C. They you know they took us off the air in the hideout. And then they thought, hey, uh, you have a Latino last name. You go by El Jefe. You probably speak Spanish, which I don't. So let's have you go work at the (laughs) Spanish station, which I'm sure I could probably even sue for now as being just incredibly racist. No. The only reason I don't is because uh, I got a significant raise, so I was willing to deal with it. (laughs) But as a bonus, I wish I had fucking taken that a perfect circle HFS, because I wouldn't have sold that. I'd have just kept that as a fan of the band, you know, and as a fan of Maynard. I remember uh, back in Lansing, I got offered gold records a few times, but they're just the shittiest gold records ever. Yeah, do you want the Devil Without a Cause gold record? No. Keep it. (laughs) Not interested. Thank you very much. Story number three. Next. From their relationships to their jobs to their money, even from the time they first roll out of bed, young white Americans are happier with life than their minority counterparts. This was actually is a little bit different now because it's taken before Obama was a legit candidate. So. <laughs> Uh, according, People are a little blue right now. According to an extensive survey um, done by uh, two people by between the ages of 13 to 24, by the Associated Press and MTV, mm-hmm. 72% of whites say they are happy with life in general compared to 51% by Hispanics and 56% by blacks. First of all, why the fuck is MTV doing surveys? Do they do everything now but play videos? Uh, yeah, I would say they've gone away from everything but what made them MTV. I, I mean, I know it's, it's a typical thing, but please, enough already. Can you change the fucking name? It really drives you nuts now that you're fucking in the... Now, basically, you're the Pew Research Center. Stop with the fucking going off and doing everything but the fucking videos. Um, although, you know, realistically, you don't need it because of YouTube and you can Google any video now. But just change your fucking name mm-hmm. for those of us that actually grew up and knew what MTV used to be. Can we finally accept the theory of white privilege? Can you finally say, all right, you know what, whites, we got it better and we're even just happier in life. Does it mean that whites have a better if they're happier? I mean, I, we, we have a ignorant bliss right now. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that uh, white people have problems with, and, uh, you know? Why? We have to decide between Harvard and Yale. See? I mean, there's, <laughs> there's tough things going on in the white world. Um, the different levels of happiness not always stark but consistent among whites. 67% usually wake up happy in the morning for minorities. It's 61%. All right, here are these different aspects of life, okay? okay. As far as parents go, 66% of minorities are happy with their relationships with mom and dad compared to 70, 79% of whites. 
Um, why do you think that is? Is there anything in particular? Do you think that maybe it's kind of a thing? I mean, it's stereotypical, but maybe, you know, parents being around or not being around or... Yeah, I would say, yeah, that would definitely be a big part of it. I mean, if the... But it's a problem in white families right now, divorce. Right. I mean, so, I don't know. I guess if if you're divorced but you stick around, though, it would still serve that purpose. But I can't speak for black people. I can speak for white people. Um, divorce is pretty tough on a kid no matter what. Sex. 60% of white youths are happy with their sex lives compared to 46% for minorities, even though they have sex just about equally. I can't imagine that. I would think that, you know, minorities would be pretty happy with the sex they're getting, unless the only thing they weren't unhappy about was the fact that they're not banging a white woman. <laughs> That's the one thing where I'm like, all right, you it's know what? It could right. be better. It's all right, but I wish I got a white chick. Friends. 81% of minorities are happy with their relationships with friends compared to 88% of whites. I know I personally, I got too many white friends. I really wish I had a black friend. Really? Yes. I love black people and I loved having black friends. And DC had a bunch of black friends. I loved it. And now it's just number white people as you and Lefty and Shafee and We're my all chick. good friends, though. Like I, I, me, Lefty, Shafee, we stay close no matter how far we live away. I don't know. I think the problem is I don't hang out where minorities tend to be. You know? <laughs> well, I'm at the radio station. I'm at a radio station. I'm at, uh, I don't know, you know, I'm at the gym. There just aren't a lot of minorities around. I need more minority friends. Where are you going to hang out? I don't know. I'm down anywhere. I just want to hang Nebraska out. Nebraska Ave? <laughs> no. That's here in Tampa. That's uh, that's basically uh, prostitution row. Jobs. 51% of minorities are happy with their jobs compared to 64% or for whites. Uh, money. Uh, 44% of minorities are unhappy with the money that they have compared to 35% of whites. I'm in that 35%. Unhappy with what you got? Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of the thing of being hood rich? Um, I've heard of uh, <laughs> one with the uh, without the hood in there, maybe something else. <laughs> All right, yeah, uh, that's um, I I'd give anything to be hood rich right now because I'm not even that. No, right now. no, I never have that money burning in my pocket. <laughs> I can just throw it on bling. Grade sixty three percent of minorities are happy with their school grades, while seventy three percent of whites are happy with theirs. And uh, barely half of minority respondents say school makes them happy uh, compared to 60% of whites. I'm with the minorities here. I liked school. I liked going to school. It actually made me happy. I'll tell you the one thing. I've always wanted to be black. Really? I've always thought that life would be better if I were black. How? I don't know. You, you say that they had it tougher, they uh, they still have it tougher, and that they aren't as happy. How would your life be better if you're black? Being white, I mean, I can see. You know, being white, a little bit tougher. Uh, we have uh, to wait for our gates to open at our gated <laughs> communities, which is just annoying. So that's one reason why you wouldn't want to be white. But I would say, yeah, I've never wanted to be a different color. <laughs> um. I don't know. I just I always thought it would be cool. Like it. Like I've never been the kind of guy that's you know completely. You into... bought into the MTV hype. You're just bitching about MTV, but uh, you bought into the hype. Well, all the black people I've ever known personally were cool. That's the thing, though. That's the difference therein. I know what white people have it so bad. We have it bad. We have to uh, wonder what our first car is going to be. What our parents are going to give us a Lexus or a Benz. 
It's but, tough. He's such an asshole. It's tough. Next. What's next? really tough when I'm trying to decide, you know, what book to give a homeless person, a scowl or just a shake of the head. Coming up, we'll tell you what wasn't next worthy, what didn't make the cut, and also have the top two stories of the week. It's Hefe and Dubs. This is next on XM202. Download previous shows on myspace.com slash nextradio. Yeah, throw a fist in me. If you missed it. Here's what was next. Dubs, we started last segment with the next hack list, the top five female sex secrets here on Next on XM202 with Hefe and Dubs. Story number four was a DJ busted for fraud in Louisville, mm-hmm. pretending he had Lou Gehrig's disease and cancer. They'd milk it about 75 grand out of the local fucking rubes. Who, who buys into, wow, this guy's got some bad luck. Cancer, bone cancer and Lou Gehrig's? Jesus. And then story Give number three. Money. White youths are happier than minority youths. Uh, we'll get to story number two and uh, one in just a second. First, though, you you had something that happened to you as far as a little dilemma that you were in. Yeah. Uh, one big thing that uh, I try to do when I work with people is to really be nice because everybody's different and not judge them on their likes and dislikes. So I may act like I like something that I really don't. Um, and this one has got me freaked out because I might be stuck into a lot of different things I don't want to be stuck into. Uh, one of the people I work with is like, yeah, I really like Dave Matthews' band. I fucking hate Dave Matthews' band, but I'm not going to tell him this because I'm trying to be nice. I'm like, oh, yeah, Dave Matthews' band's cool. He's like, oh, you like him? I'm like, yeah, DMB. <laughs> Great. And so he's, like, just talking about Dave Matthews. I'm stuck in, like, a 20-minute conversation about Dave Matthews, and I'm bullshitting about this whole thing the whole time, how, how good they are. And later on in the day, we listen to New Rock and Rock at the place I work. Dave Matthews comes on. Normal thing I would do, turn the station. He's standing right there, so I have to go completely off of what I normally do and turn it up. And even kind of lip along, what would you say? All right, that's fucking awful. Yeah, and the next day, he comes in. And you pick something, too, that I can identify with, and, like, I would want to, any time I hear some Dave Matthews, I got to yeah. shut it off. It's just like, click, I'm going over to the next station trying to figure out something better to listen to. When we have to play it in rock radio, I would, A, either dump the song and not play it, or, or turn down the monitors while it's on, turn just down watch the-, the thing tick down. <laughs> that, or I just leave the studio and go take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> even though... Because that's what basically your radio's doing, it's just taking a shit right Even though it have to be a three-minute shit, I'm like, I'll just go... <laughs> try to squeeze one out than rather fucking sit here and listen to I'll this. I'll go talk to Nightfly. <laughs> <laughs> That's less painful. Hi, Fly, by the way. I know you're listening in Kalamazoo. Um, so, yeah, the next day, he comes in. He's like, man, you're never going to believe this. Dave Matthews is coming to town. I got oh. tickets. <laughs> you should go. And instead of saying what I would normally say what I'm thinking, no, fuck no. I say... Fuck no, I look like a fairy. I say, yeah, I may do that. (laughs) If I'm stuck from one little liking, like saying I like Dave Matthews, just trying to be nice. If I'm stuck going to a Dave Matthews concert, 
over this paying 40 or 50 bucks for how much the tickets cost because of one little white lie i am going to be livid the only time i ever did that mm-hmm. was to get laid and i'm like yeah i believe in god let's go to church <laughs> So all through high school, trying to get in Amy's pants, I'd go to church and miss the kickoff for the Cowboy game because... Did they even get you a hand job, blow job? Nothing. I never got anything off of her. And I wasted so many years putting an effort into that. Jesus. And all... Appropriately. And those hours and hours that I spent at church. Next two. Story number two. No wedding, but plenty of redding. That was the headline. Uh, why is that so important? Well, not so much. It's about a pitcher who got a win. Mm-hmm. More importantly, uh, the ex-Astro deals a 7 uh, nothing shutout. Uh, actually delivers seven shutout innings. Oh. And Jason Jennings fails to win again. Now, here's a little side note. Last time we were on XM, I talked about how I grew up playing against Michael Bassick, who gave up the, the big 756 home run. to Barry Bonds. Also grew up playing against Jason Jennings, too. Oh, and have you heard this? Not to go off the story very much, but, uh, you know, the big home run, uh, whatever, 756, was that what it was? Mm -hmm. Uh, The guy who caught it, he has to sell it now because I guess he heard that the taxes he's going to have to pay on that thing if he keeps it, because he wanted to keep it for a while. You know, it's a piece of history. I want to keep this thing and enjoy it. He's going to have to pay taxes on the expected amount of it. If he doesn't sell it. Really? Yeah. I don't know how that's legal. I've got a ball. Just because it has a perceived value by all these other people, it's nothing more than a ball. I did not know that. Yeah. So he's freaked out that he's got to pay all these taxes that he doesn't have the money for. So he's putting it up for auction right away. He's not waiting. I would, too. I would just for, you know, just me personally. Right. But you shouldn't be forced into something like that. You caught a ball at a game... It should be yours to keep it doesn't until have any, it has any value from you selling it. It doesn't have value until someone pays that money for it. Right. Because what if it doesn't end up having the perceived value that you think because people don't want to spend as much on it because it's quote-unquote tainted or there's an asterisk next to it? Huh, that's odd. I hadn't actually heard about that. I, not, he, I know this is just stuff he's being told. Right. So it may not be true. He may not have to pay any taxes on the motherfucker. <laughs> he just might be, you know, being sold, uh, you know, a, a bill of goods that aren't really happening to him. But that's what he thinks, and that's why he's selling it now. Well, story number two isn't the fact that the Astros lost a baseball game. The fact is, the biggest excitement came in the stands when a fan failed in his public attempt at popping the question. Now, you know how a lot of times people on the Jumbotron will pop the question and you know ask their fucking chick if they want to get married or not how at ball you, games. How do you go about that? Well, I'll have a little bit of that later okay. on if you want to hang on for a second. The couple highlighted on the big screen, well, the mood soured after the man took a knee to offer the engagement ring. Wearing a brick red replica Astros jersey, the woman appeared to angrily dump a bag of popcorn on the man Bitch. before rushing up the stairs amid a chorus of booze. Come on, I mean, this is something you've always wanted to see when this shit goes down. Yeah, and you're over I'm there. All, you know, and I, I'm always the person who's hoping bomb, bomb, bomb every time I see someone live doing anything. Uh, so every time I see. A proposal or something. I'm like, come on, please say no, please say no, please say no. 
and they I've never got been able to see that. I would have been in heaven if I got to see that. But I would have felt bad, too, and I would have thought, what a cunt. Yeah, I would have thought, hey, come on, lady, at least say yes now, and then you can say no later on. Yeah, you can just say, you know, or you don't even have to say anything. Just hug him, and everybody will think yes, and then afterwards you say, what the fuck were you thinking? We've only been dating for two weeks. Get away from me, <laughs> you fucking asshole. After the top of the six, the man left amid cheers from the sympathetic crowd. The public relations lady said... If it was an act, she put on a good one. She looked totally surprised and then totally mad. We couldn't even get a proposal right down here tonight because <laughs> they got their ass kicked. And then this. We lead the league in marriage proposals, but we couldn't get that one right tonight. Dude, dude I, we got to do this now. This is something I want to do. And uh, maybe related story may not be. I want to go to a baseball game. Be sitting next to a hot chick. I, 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 that's why I need to find out how you get this done. Be sitting next to a hot chick, buy a ring like a cheap ring. Tell them, hey, I want to get married to the chicken, you know, blah, 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 blah. We're here together. You're sitting next to her. So they, they'll buy it. And then you and her pop up on a jumbo truck. She looks up there like, what the fuck? And you kneel down next to her and just see if anybody goes with it. Because if it happened to me, I'd go with it. Right. Uh, that would actually be a pretty good, like, punked or some shit like that. Mm. Um, well, here's how it's done. He's now stuck with the $300 bill from the Astros. Oh, you have to pay 300 bucks to get that done? That is the tab for the two tickets and the proposal shown on the center field scoreboard. I'll give him the money back. And a souvenir of the proceedings. Give him the money back, Well, part please. of you says, give him the money back. But then the other part is, well, what if this is a publicity stunt or something like that, and people are looking for free publicity? If someone along your lines wanted to do the same thing. Yeah, but he's not definitely not getting anything out of it. We haven't heard his name. We haven't seen this on YouTube yet. You know, he's not trying to get anything out of it. He's just a broken-hearted schmuck. I don't think... I think it would become way too prevalent, like guy, any asshole would kind of be doing it. If you didn't have to commit the three hundred dollars, no, I, I say commit the three hundred dollars. You know, but in this case where the guy gets popcorn dumped on his head, and you know he leaves early from the game out of embarrassment, give him the money back. Now this is why I'm pissed. Garner said she wasn't sure what to do with the video of the first rejected marriage proposal in the history of Minute Maid Park. Certainly it belongs to the gentleman if he wants it, she said. Otherwise, the staff will dispose of it discreetly. Although a number of reporters have been trying to reach to the uh, apparently spurned lover, assuming the whole scene was not a carefully orchestrated stunt, the Astros staunchly refused to release his name or the video. I say leave YouTube his name it. out of it. You leave gotta fucking YouTube Yeah, that. leave his name out of it. Yeah, don't put. Yeah, he's gone through enough embarrassment. But YouTube it. What do you think? Even if you blur out his face, because he is the uh, he he's innocent. He's the one who's already been hurt enough. Leave that cunt's face on there though, and uh, yeah, YouTube it. Why not? What do you think? This the chances are this is a publicity stunt. You think it could be for who? For the Astros? No, for like a shock jock or now somebody doing something along those lines. Only person that's in uh, suspicion here are the Astros, because I could give two fucks about them unless someone doesn't get married out there. Right. Yeah, I, 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 the Astros are that one team who really just seem like they're still stuck in the 80s to me. Their, <laughs> their uniforms are just fucked. And them That's as an average, yeah, they're and then them as an organization, they haven't done jack shit in how long? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they've ever actually won a World Series. 
Um, have I ever told you about my first marriage proposal? No. You ever know? You don't know? No. When I got married? Mm-mm. <sighs> Not to break any... Uh, you know I married a black woman, right? Yeah. What do you think I proposed? Oh, come on. Don't, don't be a stereotype. Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> on April Fool's Day. You guys were out going classy, huh? Yeah. Well, we were in college. So, you know, that actually Still. wasn't... I know. It was fucking all. I was so hacky or stupid. Right. At a restaurant is not hacky if it's a nice restaurant. If it was not, Red Lobster. Of course it was. If not... That is feeding into every stereotype about Red Lobster black people. Yes. But it's true. Having been married to a black woman and been in black families, you cannot... In, in D.C., you couldn't go to a Red Lobster on a Sunday. I've never been to a Red Lobster. Ever. Oh, is it any good? I don't know, it's okay. I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, it's seafood. I don't know how it's any different from any other seafood place. But <laughs> why would you... Did I don't you, know. Did you put it on the claw? Oh, go to the lobster? <laughs> no, I just say, got down on one knee. And I was like, hey, you want to do this? Wait, wait, wait. Was I don't want to like, relive this. Yeah, I do. Because I've never lived it once. So I need to live it once. All right. Was there, like, a big, like, surrounding of, like, the waiters and no, waitresses? No, 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 no. They, you, they had no idea. No. Was there a scene at all? No. The people from the tables around no, you? No, because I went on April Fool's Day, which fell on, like, a Tuesday, and we went, like, at an off time, like, 2 o'clock. So, basically, we were all alone. Okay, so there's... You went at 2 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> at a Red Lobster <laughs> on in, a Tuesday. In Lubbock, Texas. How non-romantic <laughs> and wrong step. It really was awful. You have to, if, you, if you're broke, parks are free. Go late night, stroll in the yeah, park, yeah, yeah. and propose there. Don't do it at a fucking Red Lobster on a Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. All right, well, that may have been better than the marriage proposal that I offered this week. Shut up. <laughs> All right. You don't know this story, and I've been waiting because I knew we were going to be out because I was going to tell you this story. <coughs> so, um, I'm talking to my mom on Sunday, and she asked, she goes, are you and your chick ever going to get married? And I told her, I go, you know, I, I screwed up so bad in the first one, and I really have never thought highly of marriage and the institution it's it's stupid there's no reason yeah, to do it yeah and but if i hadn't have already done it once and failed at it fucking miserably mm -hmm. i would marry this chick i would happily marry my current chick why though but I'm but and this is what i told my mom but i'm a cheater I, it's just my history i don't plan on cheating on this girlfriend i don't want to I really hope it never happens, but in my history, I'm just a fucking cheater. So if my chick could be into three ways and could be into bringing other chicks home, then I think I could propose. So this is what I tell my mom, okay? You tell your mom if, <laughs> if my chick would bring another chick in and let me eat her out, yeah, this could be the one. My mom was shocked. <laughs> So then, what, she, what was her reaction? You guys just can't be shocked. No, she was shocked. She was like, holy shit, what did I do? How did I raise you? Where did I go wrong? Yeah, you don't say that to your mom. You just say, you know what? I don't think it's I got right time for me. I got a good relationship with my mom. I'm pretty open and honest about stuff. So then she goes, 
I, I told her about the institution of marriage. I, you know, I think most guys are cheaters. And so she's like, well, do you think your stepfather's a cheater? I go, I'd be fucking shocked if he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's a big woman. He's a good-looking guy. I don't know. I hope he's pounding his secretary on the side. <laughs> Whatever. How dare you? How could you? I'm like, I'm a fucking man. I'm being honest with you. I know certain things. That's not. We don't have the typical mother... Uh, son relationship. We're pretty open and honest with each other. You told me that you wished you had gotten an abortion. I'm telling you now, I proposed to my chick if she can agree to a three-way. That's not even the worst part of it. So I get home, and I start drinking. Oh, no. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Something funny happened today. <laughs> I was talking to my mom, and I brought up how... I got the deuce chills. You know... I'd marry you if you were into chicks. <laughs> and? Yeah, I didn't go over so well. I wouldn't think so. Dude. But I, but I was trying to be honest. What were you guys drinking? I don't know. Something classy like McUltra. <laughs> I'm fucking... But here's the thing. I'm sitting there and I'm telling her. I'm like, okay, here. Mm -hmm. I love you to death. And I w I'm willing to marry you as much as I am not into marriage. But you have to be into fucking three ways. You have to be open to the fact of bringing a chick home. You think that's going to cure everything? No. Here's what it is for me. And this is what I, I had to fucking explain. It. it was up all night. I know my history. And I think that it would take the pressure off. If I could, you know, and I would let her pick the chick we, if we wanted to know the chick, you know, whatever. It's not, I'm just going to fucking bring home some random and say, hey, this is the chick we're doing tonight. You know, I would want you to pick the chick out and then we fucking, we do this thing. See, if I was with a girl for a long period of time, it wouldn't be three ways would keep me from cheating. I would be into three ways if she wasn't there, you know? It's her being there that really keeps me out of the relationship if you just let me go off and do my thing and you know if i can get you know a little snatch fine if i can't i'll come home and fuck you if that was the agreement i would be into it but three ways just doesn't seem like the answer because my chick's still there i'm okay with that i just it i'm just telling you me it just it didn't go over well was it crying a little bit, because oh. she, my chick, always worries that she, that she's not going to be enough for me. And I'm like, you are now, and I hope you are forever. I'm just trying to be open and honest and realistic, knowing my history. So I'm trying to come up with a plan of action so that you and I can conquer this thing together. The thing being another pussy, and we can do that together. Ask if you can do it on your own, because I think that's the key to success, right there. Yeah, I've been there. I've done that. That doesn't but, work. No, but if she's cool with it, oh, that's how it works. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> ain't no way that gonna happen. You know. So now I'm kind of stuck in this place where, you know, I'm I'm gonna be this with this chick for a very very long time, mm -hmm. if not forever. But I just may not ever marry her. I could marry. Period. Even though, even if I was like, I, I don't want to be with another girl ever. You know, I, I know I'm not going to be with another girl ever. I still wouldn't marry because there's some kind of 
I don't know, uh, you know, handcuffs on you as far as financial. You know, you just know that getting out of this is going to be tougher than you ever thought imaginable. Well, that's part of what I said, Ty. I said, you, you know, breaking up, despite what we heard earlier of it not being hard to do. When, it's, when you're married, it's really hard to do. Trust me, I know I've been there. I'm, you know, still fucking paying for it. And that's so odd, professing your love for someone in front of people binds you contractually to all this different money and uh, legalities and you have to go to uh, certain counselors and everything to make sure that not being together is right for you. So you think I was wrong? Yeah, you don't bring that shit up. You, so you, you know you've been with your chick. You brought it up before. You know how she feels. It's not like the first time I've ever brought it up. But here's the thing. And then throwing marriage in the face. Well, like, I've, I've said this before, like on on shows, you know? And I was like, you listen. Different when it's on the radio. No, it's not. That's the whole point. That's my whole point with her is everything I see on the air is true off the air. So you like a finger in the ass. I've heard you say that before. I never said I like a finger in the ass. That's not me. That's huh. not what I've said. Huh. Yeah, I fuck up, dude. <laughs> I don't think you fucked up, fucked up, but you fucked up for a few weeks. You're going to be making that one up for a little while. Because I don't know if she wants to get married. Like, I hope she knows marriage ain't going to happen unless we can kind of come to terms with this stuff. Because I've been burned. If you're cool with us having a, you know, a whole fucking thing of, hey, we're going to be cool and we're just going to be together, you know then we're just going to be together and it's going to be great, you know? And Because it's not like I'm going right. to love her more if we're not married. All right. This proposal comes to you. Do you take it? All right. We can bring other chicks in. If every once in a while I can bring another dude in. Of course not. That's stupid. Come That's on. That's fucking ludicrous. Why is that ludicrous? I'm not f having another cock go near her. She Wait. might find out it's better. There's no way. You're feeling the same thing she's feeling. You gotta be open uh, to no. her. All right, then you aren't there. Just some guys pounding away while you're sipping no. a milk ultra and playing the new Madden. No, it's not happening. You don't have to be there. You have to watch. The, Listen, uh, these are my rules. That's why I said I'm fucking laying out my rules. If you can't play by my rules, then we ain't playing. You, you gotta be able to negotiate. I'm not negotiating shit. <laughs> not negotiating for fucking five pussies for another cock. It's just not happening. Six. It's fucking... Ten. Ten it's for a, one. It's maybe, maybe one extra pussy. Maybe. If, you know, we fucking both decide there's a chick we both like. And no other cocks for you. <laughs> None. Ten pussies, she gets a cock free. No, it's not happening. Next. 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 Not next worthy. Here are some stories that didn't make the cut, but are worth a mention. All right, Dubs, these things didn't make the cut. Laptop etiquette. There was a whole thing in uh, USA Today mm -hmm. about if you've got a laptop and, you know, you're on a plane and should you look over... And also, I always do. Yeah. Well, and then also the other thing too of the movies that you should obviously you don't play take porn, but I, do you watch a Hostel if there's a fucking little kid next to you? I don't watch Hostel, but you know, like I've I've had one of those portable DVD players and I'd be watching a movie, and it wouldn't be a bad movie. It'd be a you know it, it, there'd be swearing in it, but I'm wearing headphones. So. You never really remember all the nude scenes in some yeah. of the movies until you start watching them. And you're like, oops. Oh. Yeah. 
They told this story too about this guy who was in first class who fucking wouldn't turn the sound off in his golf game and he didn't have headphones even though people were bitching. And I'd have knocked a motherfucker out. Yeah. They were in one of those uh, red eye flights. Um, teen hackers more curious than criminal. A lot of times the teen hackers that'll do it, they just do it to see if they can. Yeah, I mean, more that... than really trying to fuck with people's shit. Hurricane Dean. Um, the only thing I have to say about Hurricane Dean is. Didn't they say Katrina was one of those one in every 300 storms? Mm -hmm. And pretty much since Katrina, we've had a pretty... There hadn't been a whole lot of hurricanes. There have, but they've, they've usually fallen apart pretty early. But not as many as we like yeah. we thought. You know, hurricane season the past couple of years has been dead for the most part. Um, but as you notice that now it's not every one in 300, like it's kind of like one, one in every 20 are these fucking big, massive... Super Category 5 Hurricanes? Hurricane Katrina was... The big thing about that and why it was 1 in 300 was where it hit and how it how it moved. It wasn't maybe... The well, no, it was the tightness and the power of the storm. It hit a spot that devastated pretty bad, but, I mean, it was also a fucking super powerful hurricane, which they were saying about this Dean, uh, reached speeds that a fucking hurricane's never reached before. I think they said it was the third most powerful hurricane ever. Yeah. Um, also, too, the Utah miners. We haven't really touched on this. We don't get into stuff that's too timely just because of the fact that you know, the and show's recorded at a previous date. How are we going to make you laugh at that? You know, that's another thing. I, just, I fucking hate that guy, though. The fucking, the owner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That guy just seems like a real prick. He seems very shady. And I'll be honest, didn't really care too much until I saw that there were some Mexicans that died. And then I'm like, oh, shit, they got to do something about this. What's with mining anymore? Who's a miner? Who fucking, they need to rescue those guys. But... Uh, I, anytime I think minor, I just think of that old fucking guy panning for gold, clicking his heels when he when he <laughs> strikes it. The presidential race, it's too early to get into it, uh, but they're debating essentially once a week now. And then finally, Dubs, I guess that show America's Got Talent crowned a winner. Really? Um, it was a ventriloquist. So if a fucking ventriloquist talent. is winning, does America really have talent? Next. What's next? All right, we'll do a complete recap, and we'll come back with the number one story of the week, according to us. It is next on XM202. It's FN Dubs on XM Satellite Radio. If you missed it, here's, here's what, what was, was next. next. All right, Dubs, here we go. Complete recap, and then we'll get to story number one. Story number ten, Governor Ted Nugent. He's considering it. Number nine, baby URL names. As parents are now trying to pick the names of their kids and at least register their domain name so they can have it later on in life mm -hmm. for their quote-unquote digital identity. Number eight, breaking up, not hard to do, according to a study by Northwestern University. Number seven, convicted Michael Vick and his whole issue as far as uh, pleading guilty. Uh, um, number six, potential Aussie PM going on a piss in New York City. Just Which means, basically, he went to a uh, a strip club, got drunk, and Aussies don't care. Yeah, that's their thing. Going on a piss or getting on a piss getting drunk. 
Number five, hospital to shooting victim, walk it off. <laughs> the feature was the next hack list, the five top female sex secrets. Number four, a Louisville DJ busted for fraud. Number three, white youths are happy they're happier than minority youths. Number two, Houston, we have a problem with our proposal. Ha! <laughs> like it? Me yeah. either. Number one. Numero one. The number one story. Well, it's kind of a two-parter really quickly. Okay. There was a study released this week that, uh, actually a survey, that seniors are having sex into their 70s and 80s, although interest does fall off when people hit their 70s. More than a quarter of those up to the age of 85 reported having sex in the previous year. The drop-off usually has to do with the lack of health or the lack of a partner, especially for women, according to the survey. I walked in on my grandpa one time. Uh, he was sleeping, but he had this huge fucking hard on <laughs> out the side of his underwear. I walked. It was actually me and my cousin BJ. We walked into the room because uh, one, there was something in there we needed to grab. And there it was, out of the side of his underwear. <laughs> and we both just looked and we stared for a good 20 seconds. Just mouth salivating. Well, we were only like 12. We never seen anything like that. <laughs> it was huge. But, Dubs, the real number one story of the night, of the week, is the fact that it is uh, the world's oldest father has his 21st child at the age of 90. He has at least 21 children. Guess the race. Oh, 90? White. 90 to spread his seed around? That's white. Indian. He is an Indian farmer. Makes sense. Married to Indian his, and Asian farmers have him pretty old. Married to his fourth wife, boasts he does not want to stop, plans to continue producing children until he is 100. Um, Why stop there, buddy? I'm sure your loads are nice and uh, even. What What is the oldest woman you think you'll ever bang? The oldest one I'll ever bang? Um, I've banged a 44-year-old. Do you think it'll get ever get older than that? I'm sure. I'm sure, just for the story. Really? I, 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 if a chick is willing that's really old and like really like absurdly old, I'll do it. Even if it is, let's say, your wife... And you guys get into, like, no, the that, 60s or 70s. Would you, did you do it then? It. That changes <laughs> it. I mean, I'm talking, like, I'm out drunk in a bar, and I meet a 70-year-old lady <laughs> who's just ready to get her fuck on with some young buck. Yeah, I'm doing it. But if it's my wife, if I've latched myself to that mess, yeah, I'm not having sex with it anymore. His latest wife, who was given birth to the seven of the children, was first married to his eldest son, who died 10 years ago. Wow. Could you follow your son? For the story, yeah. <laughs> you it's about a story. You have to have uh, some kind of memories in this life. Yeah, I'm going to follow my son. Now, I didn't think that when you were that old, your sperm was still potent. I thought it came out like fairy dust. You know what I mean? It, I just, it just coughs out. Yes. <laughs> your cock coughs and just dust falls to the floor. It's just all fucking clumpy. <laughs> That's the way I thought old people come was. I'm sure his loads have wrinkles. They're just... They, the motherfuckers use walkers. They just come <laughs> dripping out in a walker. Uh, every, they smell like Ben Gay. Yeah, every time he comes, it just has that stench of icy hot. <laughs> they have liver spots. They're just all brown and just 
icky. Oh, um, <laughs> they chase kids off their lawn. <laughs> the motherfucker's coming, and the uh, the fucking sperm has to use insure to stay regular. Just some bullshit like that. I didn't know that it was like regular ass sperm. You know what I mean? They come out with false teeth, just grinning at you. Our gums just flapping around. Fucking sperm comes out just talking about how it had to walk to school in the snow uphill both ways. Had to walk to school in itself both ways. <laughs> Fucking sperm's falling and can't get up. This old motherfucker, I just, I, I thought. Falling in a belly button and I can't get out. <laughs> I just thought at some point it didn't work anymore. But that just goes to show, you know, the virility of men and how could you stay married? Going back to the last subject. When your fucking cum still works when you're at the age of 90. It still needs to get out there. It still needs to fucking do its thing. There this it guy's just a wonder drug right here. I, I doubt my sperm. I, I, I don't think my sperm... My, mine's watery as it is. I don't think <laughs> it's going to continue to be potent. This guy absolutely has no problem with ED, and you know why? He's had four wives. Yeah, he keeps it uh, going around. He it, keeps it fresh. But he's 90. Four wives in that many years... That's still one per, you know, say you got, you know. About every 20 plus years or so. Too long. Too long to wait. <laughs> it's way too long, actually. There it is, Dubs. Another one next, in the books. Next. On the next episode. Well, once again, super huge thank you to everybody. Obviously, first and foremost, our buddies Ron and Fez and Black Girl for, uh, Pitsy and Dave and all the boys for uh, helping uh, make this happen. Mm -hmm. Thank you to ONA for lending uh, a few hours on the weekend on this fucking badass channel XM202. Like Dubs and I have said numerous times, we're fans of the channel, we're fans of the show, so it's really a fucking honor to be on here. It's very, very cool. Thanks to Wiki and Elo and all those guys back at the DC headquarters as well. Um, if you like what you heard, download previous shows, download our podcast, which we call Next Casts at myspace.com slash nextradio. We make it very simple for you. There's a button right there. It has the iTunes logo and everything on it. If your iTunes is open and you click that thing on uh, next, uh, uh, next radio, myspace.com slash nextradio, you click that, it opens everything right up for you and starts to download it. Yeah, it's very, very simple to do. And if not, there's a little thing you cut and paste, put it in your browser. It's very cool to go. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> nextradiofans.com. Go download previous uh, shows, including our show The Hideout that we used to do in Orlando and in D.C. And thank you to everybody who's discussed the show and supported the show at FullBlownAids.com, WackBag.com, and of course our buddies over at RonFez.net. Once again, uh, it was uh, very much fun doing this with you guys. And uh, not sure when we'll see you guys again, but uh, definitely look for a next cast. Next cast six it'll be. Uh, this upcoming week at some time. And thank you for downloading that at an insane rate. So add us at myspace.com slash nextradio. Until next time, we out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. XM202.